back, y'all. We are back. Episode 28. We in this bitch. What up, y'all? Hey, guys, what a week. What a fucking week. Am I right? Am I right? At least I had a pretty a pretty crazy week. A pretty busy fucking week at that. Let me let me say that much. I had a, I had a really long week. Uh, saw Red in post yesterday. Um... I I know I said usually Sundays are going to be the days that I post. Those are usually my podcast days, but I've been fucking busy door dashing it 24/7. Oh man, I'm telling you it's shit shit always piles up right when you're about to like you know you get that feeling when you're like, "Oh, okay, I I have everything worked out, everything's taken care of. I'm good to go." And then, like, 500 more things get piled up on top of everything. So it's just my luck. Because, you know, like I said, I started this new job. It's way better paying. I'm going to finally be on track of everything. But it's like all this stuff piles up, right? It's like, hey, you don't get paid yet. Here's a bunch of bills. And I'm like, fuck! All these deadlines and last day to pays and all this stuff. So I've just been door dashing it 24-7. Um... Again, this is going to just be one of those episodes where we just kind of talk about anything and everything. Um, don't really have an overall theme. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna relay that. I'm, I want to put that on you guys. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I've really talked about everything. I I have three hate episodes. I have a love and passion episode, religion, my relationship, uh, this, this, and that. I have all these different themes um, and overall topics. So if you guys want a specific topic or a specific subject, if there's an article or something that you guys want me to review or talk about, let me know. Send, you know, post it on the page, you know, send me a message, you know, send me something like, hey, I would love to get your take on this. Hey, this is something interesting. I think you would have a funny comment to say about it or something like that. I don't know, right? So um, so I think I'm just going to keep doing these where I just kind of... Every Sunday, I go through my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikToks, and I just kind of compile all the different things that I that I retweeted or saw or shared or whatnot. So, um, so yeah, if you guys have anything specific, let me know. But anyway, um, yeah, man. Oh, first off, gotta start by saying, dude. Like, uh, I don't know if this has happened to anybody else. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if my body's getting old. Um, so today after work, um, which I'll talk, I'm going to talk about, I know you guys are wondering, oh, how was your first week at your new job? I'll get into all of that. Um, so today is the first day of week two. I'm on, uh, week two already of my new job. Holy crap, how time flies, right? So, um, I'm work from home this week. We're work from home and I got the lap, I got the laptop, I got the desktop monitor, I got everything, man. And it's fucking huge. 36 inch, right? Oh, I put the box away. So. Yeah, it's a huge ass, it's over 30 inches, a huge ass monitor, barely fits on the desk. But anyway, so log off of work, I closed, you know, shut down the computer and everything, you know, and I don't know, you guys, you fellas ever just see a way your girl's laying on the bed or just, I don't know, something just kind of catches your eye and you're like, hmm, I don't know what you just did, but it's working. I feel some movement, move the millimeter, you know, you feel your boy shift. So I don't know, Leslie was just, uh, Leslie just got done at work too, and she came and laid on the bed, and I was all like, hey, get over here. You know, so we started doing it, I'm fucking, you know, doing my thing, hitting it from behind. 
you know, but I'm getting ready to bust and I'm like, oh, oh, you know, and I kind of, you know, given those last few little strokes, soon as I came, my hip popped, my fucking hip popped and I was like, oh, and it like, I was just like, God damn it. What the hell? Fucking tweaking my hips, fucking my wife, dog, what the fuck? God, that was fucking brutal. It was just like, it was like one of those, like, you know, where you're, I think it's probably just because I was sitting down all day, you know, in a fucking table chair. I don't have like a desk chair or a gamer's chair, nothing like that. So I'm sitting at the, I'm sitting on the chair that we have at the dinner table, you know, I just took one from the dinner table and put it in the bedroom. So I think it's just because the way I was sitting all day, just soon, soon as my busted a nut, busted my hip. So fuck. Just felt like sharing that with you guys, uh, letting you know that I do get it on a regular basis. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, just wanted to throw it out there. But anyway, is that ever happening to you? Are we getting old? Are you guys fucking popping joints while fucking your wives, fucking your significant others? Let me know. Write us in. Uh, I'll keep your name anonymous. Uh, tell me your funny sex stories. I'll keep you guys anonymous. So anyway, so let's go ahead and get into my week, right? Let's go ahead and get into this episode got a lot of different topics to talk about. So first off, I want to get into it. Yes, I um, I haven't been really talkative. I haven't shared a lot of stuff on Facebook um, or Twitter or anything for that matter. Um, I haven't really been on my phone a whole lot. I've just been doing DoorDash nonstop. So um, yes, I did start my new job uh, last Monday. But as soon as I got off of work, I just went and did a DoorDash. So I was just doing DoorDash all week. The only day I didn't do DoorDash was on Wednesday and I'll talk about Wednesday and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is, man, but just here this past week and weekend, oh man, the weekend was brutal too. I did DoorDash nonstop, did 12 hours of DoorDash a day. Anyway, people have just been getting really bold with DoorDash, dude. And I know I've talked about DoorDash on an earlier episode, but I just feel like I have to bring it up again. Just some of the customers are so fucking rude. I swear to God, bro. So I'm pretty sure I talked about it um, on the earlier episode. But even if I repeat myself, like I say, this is my show. I don't give a fuck. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. But is anybody really listening anyways? Who knows? So anyway, um, when you when you as a customer, when you select... When you, when you place your order and you're finalizing your order and everything, you get to choose how you want the dasher, um, the driver, to deliver your food. You can either choose hand it to me where you the dasher knocks on the door, rings the doorbell, and physically hands you the food, or you can choose the option leave it at my door. When you choose hand it to me, as and now this is coming from the driver's side, when I read the customer puts hand it to me, no picture is required because that's what the customer chose, hand it to me. When you choose leave it at my door, the system itself requires you to take a picture. You cannot complete the delivery without taking a picture. Now, I have been burned by this several times where customers put hand it to me, you'll hand it to the customer, you'll carry on with your day, then like half an, a, half an hour, an hour later, you check your email and you get a notification that the customer reports it as missing or that you didn't deliver it. So then this turns into this huge, uh, you know, he says, she said, yes, I did. No, you didn't type thing through Dasher support through your email. 
And it's a fucking hassle because nine times out of ten, DoorDash is going to take the side of the customer. And if this is a thing that's consistent, it can negatively impact me and I can get my account deactivated. And, and, and I've seen TikToks. I've seen posts on Twitter, Facebook, any type of social media. I see well, people, where people purposely, to be funny, they purposely report their stuff as missing so that way they can get a credit, a refund, a free meal, whatever. And it's not fucking funny. And I know I talked about this on the last on that earlier episode, but it's not. If you think that's funny, turn off my show. Just jump off a bridge. Like it's not fucking funny because that can really impact people. And I and the the sad thing is, like I see people on TikTok because every now and then, like a door dasher, like an actual driver, like like I call it like a dasher TikTok. You know, I'll come into that. So like, and then I'll see, you know, the dashers making fun of customers and stuff. And I'm like, haha, I can relate to that because I'm a DoorDash driver. But then like the comments are like, go get a real job. Well, that's what you get. Like all like this, this and that, like making fun of like, man, it sucks to be broke and shit like that. Like one, it depending on the effort you put into DoorDash, you can fucking bank. You can really fucking bank. Um, I just don't think... <clears throat> Like, I've tried to do DoorDash full-time several times, and it puts a fucking toll on your car, man. All the mileage, you never know where you're going to deliver to. It, it's a fucking gamble, so you never know. You know what I mean? It could definitely put a toll on your car, and I've just had so much bad luck with cars. I want to avoid putting as much stress as possible on my car. So anyway, oh man, where was I originally going with this? Anyway, the handed-to-me customers, right? Like, I, I hate those people. And a couple weeks ago, um, I got one of those handed to me customers um, and I was walking up to the door and the customer opened the door before I even rang the doorbell. But oh, 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 let me sidetrack. Let me sidetrack. Sorry, I'm all over the place. So because of me getting burned by people that reported me not delivering the food, what I do now to protect myself, like I said, when the customer chooses handed to me, it doesn't require a picture. But what I do is in the DoorDasher app, because for your privacy, um, how the door, how the Dasher connects to you, calls you or texts you, it doesn't, on our end, it doesn't show us your real number. It's like a 677-757. It's a randomized number. So, but that's the way of DoorDash protecting your privacy as the customer. It doesn't give out your real phone number or your, or your, uh, or anything like that. So... What I do to protect myself is in the Dasher app, I click on the text message icon. From there, it'll open up my messages app on my phone. And then, of course, because I have an iPhone, you know, you can take a picture directly. And I'm pretty sure Android does it, too, where you could take a picture, uh, take a picture from directly from the text message app. And I text a picture. I take the picture right then and there and I text it to the customer. And then I, I walk away. I even on the hand it to me customers. That's what I've been doing because I don't trust anybody that puts handed to me, especially, especially the customers. And the, this is what's this is what's so stupid is that they'll select the option handed to me. And then in the additional notes, they'll put leave it at my door. Do not knock. Do not ring doorbell or whatever. But it's like, well, if you didn't want that, then choose the option that says leave it at the door. It's right then and there. It gives you the option every single time you check out for DoorDash. So that's, I'm just like, oh, that's so fucking stupid. So those piss me off even more. 
when they choose the option handed to me, then in the additional notes, don't re like ring doorbell, leave at door or whatever. And I'm like, that's so fucking dumb. But anyway, so that's what I do. I physically take a picture with my phone through the messages app and I send it to the customer. And then what it does is that the picture will send and then it'll say, this is your DoorDash driver. Like by default, it'll say, this is your dasher trying to connect to you. And then I keep those messages for 24 hours, the text messages and stuff, in case they do try to pull a fast one. So that way I can screenshot the text messages and be like, nope, look, I texted them proof of where I did it because the picture wasn't required. I'm covering myself. So that's what I do. Since I've been doing that, I haven't had an incident where someone's reported one of the deliveries I've dropped off as missing. And I do that because I'm pretty sure they think, oh, fuck, he did send us a picture. Damn it, there is proof. Now I can't report it. You know what I mean? And I do that on purpose. And I guarantee you, I had this incident a couple weeks ago. I was doing DoorDash, picked up from picked up some from some restaurant, and I delivered over to like Marbach and uh, fucking Haral Street. Not not that there's anything wrong with it. I don't not I do not knock anybody's living situation. If you have a roof to cover yourself and protect yourself, the the more power to you, right? You know, we're all just trying to survive. So went to a shady looking house. The customer was already on the porch at like before I started walking up to the door. So I just go, I'm like, hey, I just have to take a picture real quick to, uh, to you know, just to confirm the delivery. What? You have to? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, DoorDash requires a picture. Oh, I've never seen the other dashers take pictures. And I'm like, ah, there's a way you can skip it in the system. I was like, but I was like, there's a lot of low life scumbags out there that try to cheat the system and try to report it as missing. So I protect myself and I take pictures of every single of every single order. Oh, people really do that, huh? And I'm like, yeah, dude, they're real pieces of shit. I was all like, because then that driver can get fired. And if that's their only source of income, then they're screwed. Oh, yeah, you you hate those type of people. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I was like, they're the worst kind of people. They're people that are freeloaders. And he was all like, oh, okay, okay. And he was like, okay. And I took the picture and I sent it to him. And I, so I was like, okay. And I was like, the picture is sent. You have a good one, sir. And he just took the food and walked away. I guarantee you he does that shit. I guarantee you he does it. Because, and then again, that was one of those people that put, hand it to me, additional notes, leave that door. If you wanted it to be left at your door, you shouldn't have been standing out on your fucking porch. And don't get me wrong, because there are people that legitimately want them to like want the driver to hand it to you just to get that confirmation. I get that. I know not everybody is a dirty scumbag, but I don't trust it. So even and that's even if people if that's people that tip me, don't tip me, I will still just send a text message, send a picture in the text message and carry on my way because I do not trust it. Here lately, there's just been such a huge increase in the hand it to me customers. I don't know what's going on. I just like, oh, like I hate it. And then some asshole had the audacity to put in his fucking additional notes. And I've seen notes similar to this. Like I've like as a, as I've been doing DoorDash, I've seen notes similar to this. But somebody had the audacity to put, you better not get in your car and you better not leave until you see me grab the food, go inside and turn off my porch light. I will report you if you do not follow these instructions. <laughs> 
he ordered fucking man where do you i think he got panda express he got some chinese restaurant and he ordered tons of shit like he had like three bags worth of food definitely over 70 80 bucks he only tipped three dollars so i'm like okay kudos to you you think you did a, you think you tipped a lot it's still very you know you're still ripping me off but i was like whatever so i went took the picture and again it was a handed to me so i text messaged the picture got in my car and I fucking drove off. I was like, fuck you. Like, you don't tell me what to fucking do. I went and picked up your food and I dropped it off. That's the end of my fucking transaction. That's all I owe you. I don't got to do jack shit else. I'm not your fucking butler. I'm not the FBI. I'm not there to protect your fucking food. I put it in my hot bag in the bag that keeps everything warm and I took it to your porch. That's it. End of transaction fuck you, suck my dick, he had the audacity to fucking call me, and I was like, hello, he goes, hey, you didn't follow the instructions, and I told him flat out, I said, sir, I'm driving, I don't like to be on my phone while driving, plus, I delivered the food, that's all my contractual obligation is, I saw your note, you can report me, but I guarantee you, DoorDash will not hold this against me, you have a great day, I'm trying to drive safe, goodbye, click, and I hung up, because he can't. He can call DoorDash support all he wants. DoorDash support's going to probably just give them the spiel. Oh, yeah, no, we definitely understand that. Uh, you know, I'm sorry you had this experience. They probably, if if he did, he they probably gave him a fucking 5 or $10 credit that he can put towards his next, you know, his next meal or whatever. But boo fucking who? You, oh, that that is so pretentious. That is so fucking, you better not leave and this isn't that. Fuck you. I hope in the 10 seconds it took me to get to my car and drive away, I hope somebody came and stole this fucking food. Granted, it didn't, obviously, right? Or else he wouldn't have called me. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. The, sometimes these DoorDash customers can be very bold, very brazen, and just some of their notes are so obnoxious, man. Like, I can't stand it. I remember one time I had a fucking note that said, I better get three straws or else. And I'm like, or else what? <laughs> or else what? What are you going to do? You don't know my name. You see David C as is your DoorDash driver. It doesn't have a picture of me. You don't know what car I drive. You don't know where I live. You don't even know my phone number. So it's like, or else what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You ain't going to do jack shit. <sighs> Anyway, but no, this this weekend was especially rough, man. People were driving like absolute dumbasses everywhere. So, you know, we're we're summer vacation, right? Schools are out, you know, schools are out for summer. I live right next to SeaWorld. Traffic is fucking nuts on the weekends now. It's horrible. And trying to do DoorDash, especially around lunchtime, everybody's trying, you know, to get into SeaWorld. So, it's pre it's pretty brutal. So, anyway, so I've just been getting into a lot of road rage situations, man, especially around here, right here on 151 Westover Hills, 151 military and everything, because everyone's driving like assholes trying to get into SeaWorld. And I'm like, okay, cool. You want to go catch COVID. You want to go catch COVID and watch animals in captivity. Cool. I know you're in a rush to do that, but you don't have to put my fucking life at jeopardy trying to crash into me just to go see some stupid ass penguins and stuff that have been there for fucking decades. So anyway, I'm just kidding, guys. I love penguins. I don't know why I said dumbass penguins. That's my favorite animal. I feel horrible I said that. But anyway, so two incidents happened that I was all like, yeah, I'm talking about this on the podcast. So the, uh, the first one I'll talk about was actually the most recent one. Uh, this was yesterday. 
So I'm driving, it's around like two o'clock, three o'clock. I don't know what time it was. We did DoorDash all morning to fucking from like 8.30 to 10 o'clock at night. We did it all day long yesterday, me and Leslie both. Um, so I'm driving, right? I'm driving to go deliver and I'm over here on, uh, what is this? Uh, it's not Westover Hills. Yeah, it is Westover Hills. Yeah. I'm all the way on one Westover Hills in Calebra. I'm so I, you know, I may, I turn right onto Westover Hills and I'm going all the way down. Cause you know, if you go all the way down to Westover Hills, you can get to Rogers road and 151, you know, where a uh, fucking 151 saloon and Rudy is, is and everything like that. So so I'm driving down, I'm going down or whatever, right? And then I get to the light at uh, Westover Hills and Hunt Lane here in San Antonio, Texas. And there's, so when you get to that light, if you, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the setup, when you're going towards 151 from Westover Hills, at the light at Hunt Lane, it's essentially four, no, it's five lanes. Yeah, it's five lanes. Cause you get, you have the two lanes that turn left then you have the two lanes that go straight, and then you have the last lane on the right that is the right only to go right down Hunt Lane. Yeah, Hunt Lane. Yeah, Hunt Lane. Sorry, I'm like, I'm trying to picture, I'm trying to really give a, a really proper picture for you guys. But either way, two lanes on the left to turn left, two, line, two lanes straight to go straight, and then a, a far right lane to turn right. So I'm in... I'm in that middle lane, right? I'm in the lane that is the first lane to keep going straight because I eventually have to turn left onto Rogers Road. So I'm like, might as well stay in this lane, right? Because I eventually have to turn left. So in comes this car on my right side, some beat up hoopty truck, some fucking Ford Maverick or Ford Ranger or something, beaten down, beat to shit. He's towing this fucking lawnmower, um, you know, and he fucking cuts me off, doesn't even have his signal on. So I'm like, what the, I don't honk, you know, I'm in my car and I'm like, man, fuck you, you know, but I'm not yelling. It's just like, okay, whatever, nothing bad happened. Just keep on going. Asshole move, but whatever. So I, I, you know, and we get to the light, the light's red. Then he turns on his left turn signal. The light turns green to go straight. The left turn signal is still red because it's those two lanes. It's two separate lanes to turn left. So we're in the go straight lanes, and then he turns on his signal to turn left. The light turns green. I need to go straight because I'm not trying to turn left. Well, this dude's waiting for the red light to turn green in the left lanes. So I'm like, fuck this. So I honk my horn. He rolls down his window and he flips me off. And I was like, what? So then I turn, I get into the right lane, to, to the right lane next to me, so that way I could go straight. Well, then now he goes straight. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So I get back into the left lane because now I'm about to come up on another car and I don't want to be on somebody's ass. And then he slams on the fucking brakes. So I honk my horn and I jolt over to the right lane. And, you know, safely, because again, I was about to come up on this car. So he slams on his brakes. I move over. I end up passing him. Then I go back into the left lane. Well, then this dude comes up on my ass and I'm like, what the fuck? So I go over to the right lane again and he's fucking throwing gang signs at me. He's, I don't know if they're crip, blood, whatever, but he's all fucking contorting his hands and he's all like, fuck you, fuck you. 
And so I rolled down my window. I went, fuck you. And like he tried to go back into the into my lane. And I just fucking, I fucking sped off. And I fucking, I passed the next light. It was still green and yellow. And then when I passed it, it turned red. So, and then he stopped at the fucking red light. And I'm like, man, fuck you. Throwing up gang signs at me. Man, whatever, dude. I'm not fucking, I'm not a teenager. I'm not afraid of fucking gangs. Ooh, you and your friends like the same color. Ooh, I'm so fucking terrified. Oh my God, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I hope wherever he was going, I hope whatever lawn he was about to go cut, I hope the fucking lawnmower doesn't turn on wherever he was going. I think he's like, what the heck's going on, man? And he has to fucking flip it over and he's playing with the blades. I hope then the fucking motor kicks in and he chops off his fucking fingers so that way he can't do that stupid bullshit anymore. Fuck him, dog. Fuck him. Man, I was, I mean, I was fucking praying that he would try to run that fucking red light and I could watch him get T-boned because then I would, because I was on an active delivery, I would have pulled over to the side of the road, I would have gone over there and I would have fucking stomped his skull in, fucking laying there bleeding to death, I would have fucking boom, boom, you ever seen American History X where he fucking curb stomps him, that's what I would have done, I would have took his mangled body, fucking put in, put his mouth on the curb, fucking stomped it in man fuck that dude fuck that guy it lets everybody boo boo that guy i don't hear you booing boo anyway so that was the most recent dumbass i dealt with on the road this other guy saturday um fucking at mcdonald's the mcdonald's right here on 151 and SeaWorld. so that one it's it's a smaller mcdonald's and therefore, with it being a smaller building, it has a smaller parking lot. But because this is the Sea World, this is the McDonald's that comes right out at Sea World San Antonio. Uh, for those of you in other countries and other cities listening to my podcast, thank you. Um, again, I am in San Antonio, Texas. So the 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 Walmart, the McDonald's right here gets packed. And because of all the COVID stuff, and I know you guys have noticed that other McDonald's, they're starting to, or a lot of restaurants now, actually, they're starting to put the cashiers or they're starting to put physical people like stand out in the drive through They take your order on the tablets. So that way it's a little bit easier and kind of makes it somewhat faster through the drive through So specifically this McDonald's, there's a little side road. When you're coming, when you leave the exit slash entrance of SeaWorld, and you're going towards 151, there's a little side road. It has the McDonald's sign, and there's a little side road, and that takes you straight to the drive-thru. Well, sometimes that little side road can be a little bit congested and whatnot, and, like, people trying to go in and out the same way. It could get a little bit jumbled. You know what I mean? And because also, too, like, you know, people will try to get out of line, and they'll go, like, into the parking lot to try to go into the building or kind of circle around to find a better spot. Who knows, right? So what this McDonald's does is they set up cones. And if it's, so that way it's essentially, it, you, ha, you still can use that side entrance. But when you take that side entrance, that side entrance takes you to the outside lane of the drive-thru. Then if you enter from 151 and you want to go through the drive-thru, when you, that entrance, it's, you know, it's coned off to where you go into the inside lane. To me, that's very organized. And they also, and they put cones, they put all these cones, so that way it prevents people from driving into oncoming traffic. 
because then when you go in through the drive-thru, there's one dedicated exit from the drive-thru. And that way, if you're trying to exit out through that side road, they have it blocked off. So that way you don't, you know, it's a one-way exit and they have signs, they have cones. If you've ever driven a car and you learned how to drive a car, this is common fucking sense. Common sense. Lo and behold, I go, I get an order from this McDonald's. I go inside of the restaurant, pick up the food, get into my car. One, because this is the McDonald's that I go to whenever I get McDonald's because it's the closest one to my apartment. Two, I've been doing DoorDash for over a year now or just about a year. I know how this McDonald's is set up. I know what they've been doing since the pandemic. I know how I know how this parking lot operates. Well, some dumbass, he's he he was reversing out of a parking spot and he was going he was going through the one-way exit like a normal person. So I thought, well then all of a sudden, you know, so he's going straight through the one-way exit to go through that side road. And so I'm going, blah, 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 you know, I'm driving straight too because I got to go that way. You know, obviously because it's a one-way fucking exit. So I'm driving, all of a sudden he throws his car into reverse and he starts backing up. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? It's a one-way exit. Like, I can't go nowhere. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? I'm not going to back up. It's a fucking exit. So he rolls down his window and he's like gesturing to back up and I'm just staring at him because I'm like, no, it's coned off. I don't have any room to back up or to go nowhere. If I back up, I'll be going into the fucking oncoming traffic to the drive through. So then this dude like obnoxiously kind of jolts forward, backs it up and he runs over all the fucking cones and I'm like, What? And so, and this guy, then he starts, like, doing a sarcastic gesture to, like, go in front of him. And so, I, and I rolled down my window. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, go around me. So, I, I started shaking my head. And so, I'm driving forward. And, like, he's, like, then he's gesturing for me to stop. And I rolled down my window and I go, what? And he goes, don't you know I got to back the fuck up out of here? And I was like, don't you know this is a one-way exit, you fucking dipshit? And he's like, man, fuck you. Get out of your car. And I was like, fuck you. I'm not getting out of my fucking car. And so one of the drive-thru employees is like, hey, what's going on? And that guy's like, this fucking asshole. And I just fucking took off. I'm like, fuck you. I'm the asshole because I know how to drive through a one-way exit. And then, so then I fucking take off, right? Because I'm like, I'm not wasting my time on this bullshit. I'm not in fucking school. I don't, he's This McDonald's employee ain't going to do shit. Take your fucking orders, dude. Do your job. So I fucking, I exit out that side exit. I go, I turn right down the, the access road to 151. So that way I could go to 151. So this fucking dumbass, he wanted to back up. He backed all the way up into oncoming traffic and went and tried to maneuver his way to the exit for the drive-thru. So then he's cutting. So not only was he being a dipshit going down the one-way exit, the wrong way in the one-way exit, he then goes into oncoming traffic and cuts off people trying to exit the drive-thru. And I saw another car honk at him as I drove past. Granted, the access road is 55 miles per hour, right? So I see, I hear, 
as I'm driving forward. That fucking idiot, dude. I guarantee you, he's probably a tourist or something, probably fucking just leaving McDonald's. But either way, they have a sign that says one way exit. God, man, people are such fucking idiots. So that was my weekend. (laughs) That was my fucking weekend, man. So that's that's another reason, too. If I didn't text you, call you, send you TikToks, respond to messages, whatever, I apologize. I'm just trying to focus on the road. These people do not know how to fucking drive, man. It's crazy. And I hate to say that kind of shit because I think everybody says that. Everybody thinks that. But it's just so fucking crazy. I haven't worked in insurance in several years, in in three, no, two years. So it's it's not even anything like that. But I just, I'm more alert. I'm just, I pride myself on my driving ability. You know what I mean? You know, knock on wood. I'm not trying to jinx myself or nothing. But it's just, oh man, I just, I I don't know. I want to meet the people who taught these people how to drive. I don't get it. Driving aggressive won't get you anywhere. Tailgating's not going to get you anywhere faster. I guarantee it. Every time I get tailgated by somebody, we both end up at the same red light. When they obnoxiously rev and pass me, we both end up at the same red light. And I always love fucking staring at them and like, like, look at you. We're both at the red light, you dipshit. How was it revving your engine? Ooh, you're so cool. Thanks for telling me you have a little cock. Ooh, I don't get it. Fucking people who drive big ass lifted trucks or big ass dualies. God, oh, like, oh, they're oh, so obnoxious. So fucking obnoxious, man. Oh, my God. But anyway, guys, let's move on to some positive shit, shall we? Let's move on to some positive shit. I already spent a half an hour talking, complaining about DoorDash. So let's move on to some good shit. So I know you guys are wondering. You guys have all probably, what's going on, David? <laughs> How are you, how's your new job? How are you loving it? I'm fucking loving it. OMG. I'm not going to say where I worked. I mentioned that in an earlier episode. I mentioned it once. If you don't know, you don't know. But even at that, oh, well, you missed it. So first week on the job. I have to start by going over the first day. God bless America, the first day. So I wake up, you know, take a shower, get dressed, you know, get dressed up all fancy. So, um... Because that's that's how they told me in the interview that I was conservative, you know, professional dress, whatnot. So I'm like, okay. Well, lo and behold, the the dress code is actually, uh, excuse me, the dress code's a little relaxed. You can wear jeans, you can wear tennis shoes. Uh, Men have to wear a collared shirt, but they can be like a polo of any brand, um, anything, as long as there's no like huge logos or anything like that. So I can wear my Oakley polos. I rock a lot of Oakley. So um, really cool stuff. So I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So um, I woke up a little bit late. I'm not going to lie. I I made it to work on time, but I didn't wake up enough time to do my morning routine, which is, you know, take my morning dump, look at my phone and and whatnot, right? So I I woke up pretty, pretty late, late, too late to do all of that. So I, I woke up, showered, did my hair, got dressed and left. Made it to work on time with like 10 minutes to spare, right? So cool. Um, oh yeah, because also I had to stop real quick at my parents' house to pick something up and then and then go over to work. So I made it just in time. Well, I haven't taken my morning dump. My stomach is hurting me. 
they said, oh, if you need to use the restroom, just excuse yourself and go to the restroom. But I'm like, no, nah, this is going to be a fucking, this is going to be a dump where it's like, it's a dump. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be fucking rowdy. So it's just kind of going on and on and on. And like, we get to where we're, we're logging into our laptops and stuff because, you know, we get to take home a monitor and we get to take home a laptop, which I think is pretty cool. And it's a big ass fucking monitor. Like I said, it's massive. Um, so we're setting some stuff up. There's some people that are having system issues. They're having some trouble logging in. It's the first day of class. That's why we're doing this stuff, right? So, okay, cool. So it's taking some time. And I, and I noticed they're like, okay, well, we got to wait for IT to come in here. Um, you know, let's try to do this. So I'm kind of like, okay, here's some time, right? Because they're waiting for IT. And they said that, you know, we're not moving on until everybody gets on the same page. Cool. I go to the bathroom. Cool. Looks, man, plus the bathrooms here are fucking swanky. They're fucking nice, man. They're really nice. They're really fancy. So I'm like, hell yeah. So I go in, the bathroom looks empty. I just go into the first stall. I take off my pants, right? Cheeks hit the seat. I fucking blew it up. But it was like, it was, man, it was a bubble gut. It was one of those where like, you're, you were like 10 seconds away from shitting yourself. So I fucking, cheeks hit the seat, I explode, and I go, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I moan, like, I grunt, and I'm still grunting, because I'm just like, mm. not, like, loud and obnoxious, like, like comical, but I'm just kind of, you know, like, you're just, your body naturally, you're just like, oh, you know what I mean? Because it hurts, it burns, it fucking, it's rowdy. So I'm pooping and whatnot, and I'm just like, oh, God, you know what I mean? And I mumbled that to myself, I went, Jesus Christ. <sighs> there was somebody in the fucking bathroom. I heard the toilet flush. I heard them putting up their pants and everything. And I just go, you like, I just think to myself, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, yo. So now, I mean, he didn't, whoever this was, didn't obviously see me or anything like that, but they're probably just like, damn, there's some guy here. He's a moaning pooper here at, here at this job site. Holy crap. And I'm just like, man, and I don't know if it was somebody from the training class, because if it was, I walked back in and they definitely would have put two and two together. Like, oh, that's the dude that moans when he poops. Jeez, Louise, that was fucking rowdy. Oh, my God, it was fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, <laughs> other than that, the, the first day of class was really, really good. Uh, the whole first week was really good. Um, you know, the first day is, you know, the typical... Uh, icebreaker questions, you know, this, this, and that, getting your logins and stuff and whatnot, and then, uh, you know, taking a tour of the, of the campus. So I already knew that this company was really high, you know, high tech, very fancy, this, this, and that, right? Um, you know, so we take a tour of the campus, the call center is on the fourth floor. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Well, actually, well, here's my thing. So already I knew it was going to be a fancy building because it has a parking garage, a parking garage that's with that has armed guards at the gate. And there's actual SAPD that patrols the first floor because because we're a bank, obviously. Right. So I'm just like, what? Like, that's so crazy. Like, I already know this place is going to be fancy. So, yeah, they have armed guards with the, you know, that arm, the that watch the garage. So that's cool. So we started taking a tour, the call center, the actual like customer service center is on the fourth floor. We take a tour of that. The desks are massive. 
it's the, you know, it has the where you can lower it and raise it to where you can stand and sit down and have the desk super low. The chairs are super comfy. Oh, man, it's just, it's so fucking fancy. Uh, the, the, to my Nationwide peeps, to those that work at Nationwide, uh, the best way I could describe it, it's similar to Nationwide, um, but the desks are definitely way bigger than Nationwide. It has those where it has, like, the, you know, the mail room where you have to work with, like, the printer and the fax machine and the copy machine and stuff is at. It has those. It has those little side break, you know, those little break rooms and whatnot. Um, and then also, too, it just has these massive boardrooms and everything, just like Nationwide does. Um, but the, but then they have fucking, like, it's just so fancy. It's, it's really hard to describe. Um, but it, it's like that. It's similar to Nationwide's layout. But to, to me, because I loved Nationwide. What Nationwide had, I thought, was super fancy and high-tech. But I just think this is, like, 10% above, like, what Nationwide had. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, you know, took a tour of the of where, you know, we're going to be working because, obviously, we're all customer service. So, awesome. So, then we go down to the first floor. Now, we're touring, like, the amenities of whatnot. So, they took us to where because it's our first day. We didn't have our parking tokens yet. So, we don't have access to get into the garage yet. So, um, you know, uh, they took us to where the where the actual employee entrance is at and security. So, we start from there. So then we move. It has an actual bank, cause you know, of our company. Obviously, there's an actual branch for employees only. And we took we took a look at the branch, and that was super cool. And then uh, we get two free accounts, um, you know, for being employees, which is awesome. So I went ahead and took advantage of that. I'm now a proud member of my company, um, which I'm very excited for. Mostly, too, I want it because I was looking for a new bank anyway. That's what made me even apply for this position um, because I was looking up the details of opening an account. Then I saw that they were hiring. So I was like, fuck it. Might as well. Right. Plus, this is just going to be very beneficial to me. So that way, when I do start taking customer calls, um, you know, I'm familiar with the product. You know, not only do I get the knowledge of being an, an employee, but I can get the knowledge of being a customer as well. Um, and that way I could be like, Hey, yeah. So when I look at this, this is where I go. So that's really cool. So we took a tour of the bank. It has an actual grocery store in it. That's, that's the easiest thing that I can kind of compare it to is like a grocery store. They sell food, drinks. Um, they sell fucking razors, shaving cream, uh, feminine hygiene products. They sell fucking, uh, they sell clothes they have frock, uh, they have, uh, <laughs> they have, uh, our merchandise. Um, they have, I'm pretty sure I let it slip a couple times. I, I just didn't notice it. Um, but they sell our merchandise. They sell golf equipment. It's like a sports store too. They sell workout towels. They have everything. I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's an actual fucking like grocery store, like sporting goods store and everything. It's like a Walmart. So I was like, damn, that's fucking awesome, you know, like that's really cool. So then one more, you know, one more section, there's this huge blacked off, like it looks like we're in the mall and they're waiting to open a new store, how they kind of black it out and you can't see inside. So our, the tour, the person leading the tour was like, okay, so pre-COVID, like going over the history of what, like this is always an alternating shop. We always have different things. When we first opened, it was a tailor and dry cleaner. 
where because you know you can get you know your 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 suits and stuff dry clean and whatnot but because of our more you know laid back you know relaxed dress code it wasn't being utilized that much you know because you can wear jeans and just a collar t-shirt so um we changed it to we changed it to a, a spa with a masseuse so it's like what and it's like yeah and it's just for employees and then also too because there's enough room we alternate where we have a barber we have some barbers come in for a couple weeks and then they swap out and then we have like you know then it turns into a nail salon for a couple weeks um in addition to the spa and masseuse you know and the massage bar that's already there so it's like what the fuck and they said that the rates for employees are very very good like it's less than 50 bucks for like a massage and a spa day and stuff and they said like the haircuts are like around 20 dollars. so i'm like yo and there's talks because it's still closed right now um, because we're actually the first training class to come back to campus since COVID. So they're all like, yeah, there's talks that it's probably going to come back within the next couple months. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens there. But of course, you know, you guys would get emailed and you'll see notifications and whatnot. Damn, that's fucking awesome. So I'm like, hell yeah, that's so cool. Cannot wait for that. Especially because I work 2 to 11, I could fucking, I could go in, get a haircut, and then go upstairs to go work my shift, man. Or I could go on my lunch break, it doesn't matter, I I have that availability, that's awesome. So then, we go, and they show us the gym. Holy shit. The gym looks like it's some type of fancy, like you would find this at like a high-end fucking country club like in a fancy place in los angeles or new york or something it's got a free weight bench press it's got a free weight squat rack it has all the bikes the treadmills um it has like the studio for yoga for yoga and whatnot um it's fucking rowdy they got tons of dumbbells they got the rowing machine with the water beautiful and then just the view that it has of the campus oh my god there's a fuck yeah that's another thing there's a fucking waterfall on our campus a fucking waterfall like a like a five foot like a not even no not even five feet is taller than me it's like a 10 foot drop waterfall gorgeous oh my god maybe 10 foot's pushing it but it's definitely it's a pretty big waterfall um it has like a river running through it it's so beautiful and then, so we took a tour of that, and then we exited. So the girls exited through the women's locker room, and then the guys, there's only a few of us, we exited through the men's locker room. Super fancy. It's got showers. The showers um, are fully stocked with shampoo and conditioner. Um, you just got to bring your own body wash. There's tons of complimentary towels. The lockers you can use as you please. Um, God, it's so fucking fancy. I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm at a resort. And of course, because my company, we're the official bank of the San Antonio Spurs, wink, wink, hint, hint, um, you know, so we have tons of signed Spurs, we have signed Spurs basketballs, signed Spurs jerseys, like we have tons of Spurs stuff everywhere, which is fucking awesome. Uh, we have a full size, like a, a full NBA size basketball court, awesome, it's outside, which kind of stinks, but either way, um, super cool. So then we go into the cafeteria. No joke, the cafeteria, we call it the coin, ooh, it, it's probably as big as fucking, as like the food court at Ingram Park Mall. It's crazy huge, and it has tons, it has, 
So right now, they only have the actual people that work for Frost, like, you know, kind of like, again, comparing it to Nationwide, because that's what I know the longest, um, you know, where it has like, you have the different themes, but it's actual like the chefs of Nationwide, um, you know, I guess you can call them, um, you know, they're there. But like Nationwide, like every day of the week, they have a different vendor come in like Panda Express, Witch Witch, um, you know, things like that. Well, this company, you know, my, my work, they did the same thing, of course, but with COVID, they had to limit that. So there hasn't been anything right now. So, but they said they're going to start doing that again soon and whatnot. And then they have like a full functioning Starbucks in the fucking middle of the, in the middle of the cafeteria slash employee rest area. Again, super crazy. And then they said that during that area, during the holiday time, they have different vendors like uh, people that sell purses, Sensi, um, you know, different types of shops and whatnot. So that way you can come and buy Christmas gifts. And they've had like Best Buy mobile set up stuff with phones and you can buy phones and headphones and stuff like that. And again, and then also, too, it's at like discounted prices for the employees. And I'm like, that's fucking nuts. Like, what kind of utopia am I working at? Holy shit, man. Like, this fucking crazy. So, um, I'm just like, damn, the, the whole campus is beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. Um, it's, it, I've worked for a lot of companies, ha, ha, ha. Um, but I've worked for a lot of companies, you know, that where they, where they talk about, oh, we're a family. Oh, we're a family. You know, this, this, and that. And, oh, yeah, we love to promote from within. We love to build our employees up and this, this, and that. Um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of companies say that, but once you hit the floor, once you hit production, um, it's the exact opposite. You know, it's it's not, no, we need everybody we need to stay in this position, blah, 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 blah. We can't afford to, you know, have the queue is so high, we can't afford to lose people and this, this and that. So um, for me, I, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind or I'm, I'm kind of keeping my guard up, I should say, because when I worked at Nationwide, that's that's how Nationwide was, right? You know, when you first started the whole orientation and everything like that, it was all about, oh, yeah, you'll build a family here and this, this and that, which is true. I have I have tons of friends from Nationwide that I still talk to, that I still communicate reg with re regularly, that I do consider my family and I consider my brothers and my sisters, you know, Um but as far as the whole promotion and everything like that, you know, at least my experience, um, you know, I never got that opportunity. I applied for promotion after promotion. I, I wanted, I requested to shadow people. I, you know, worked with my supervisor. I tried to get feedback on stuff when I, I just, I never got an opportunity to even interview for a higher position. And that's kind of what put me off with Nationwide. Um, it, it, I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about the people there. Um, you know, or even at that, I don't really have anything bad to say at all. Um, you know, that's just kind of what happened. Um, you know, so I, it's still a really great company to work for. I've never, you know, I didn't leave on bad terms or anything like that. I just, you know, it just, that uh, for me, I just felt like I could have done more and I just wasn't given that opportunity. Well, here I, I believe it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I believe that they mean that. They they say that, you know, if if you're doing good on the phones and they see you're doing good, they're going to look for something for a better position to where they either put you in a newer department, they try to give you a new challenge, or they just promote you, you know, from within your team. So I think that's really cool. And there's a guy who's in QA who said he started last year 
And now he's already one of the lead QA reps. Like he started as a representative, just like I did, or a specialist, excuse me. And now he's a he now he's one of the lead QA representatives. So I, I really think that hey, within a year he got promoted, and this company has it's this isn't like a brand new company, like a brand new call center. This company's been around for you know decades and decades. You know what I mean? Like this, you know. So I, I really trust that and. The environment here is really cool too because it's like, holy shit, like I have strangers coming up to me just saying hi. Like they don't know me. I don't know them. They're just like, hey, how's it going? You know, there's no awkward elevator talks. Everyone wants to get to know each other. Everybody loves like to say hi and smile. Everybody just seems legitimately happy working here. You know, when I worked at Nationwide, you can you would walk up and down the stairs, you get in the elevator, be in the cafeteria, you know, unless you're sitting with one of your friends or unless you're sitting with like a group of people you went to lunch with, you have your headphones in, you're watching something on your phone, you're eating, you're minding your own business, you're by yourself, you're to yourself, you don't engage with other people, you don't talk to other people, you know, that's what I noticed. No, not here. My first day, I, well, my first day I came home for lunch, I had lunch with Leslie, my second day, I ate lunch there on campus, and um, and I was sitting by myself, and somebody came up and was all like, "Hey, like, are, are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I was like, "I'm just watching. I'm just watching some stuff on my phone." They're like, "Oh, okay. Well, if if, if you need somebody to chat with, or you know, our group sitting over here." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And this was just a random person. This wasn't anybody from my training class. This was just a random guy that works here. So I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that was really nice. Um, you know, and I was like, damn, like everybody is so fucking friendly. Even the security guards are like, Hey, how's it going? What's your name? David. Oh, nice to meet you, David. Congrats. Welcome to the team, man. We're glad to see you around. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Oh, very nice. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, this is for the first time in a long time. Um, I think that I can find myself doing something, um, where I'm putting my best skills to the test, you know? Or like I'm able to really kind of showcase my skills. And this company from so far, you know, from the week and a day of training, we've already established so much that this is a, a customer-oriented company. That yeah, there's guidelines, yeah, there's procedures and stuff, but we're always going to do what the customer, you know, everything is in the interest of the customer. Which again, every company, that's right, that's the motto. The customer comes first. But it's like, ah, yeah, it does, but uh, in some in some cases, we have to do this. No, everything here is like, no, we're doing, this is all for the customer. And it's crazy. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see, you know, where this goes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it my all. I I don't, and it, you know, I'm just like, ah, man, I, I'm excited. I don't know. Like, it, it just, it blows my mind. I feel really proud to say, like, I work here. You know, like, I'm, I'm very excited for that, you know, um, and they've made that very clear, like, hey, wear it with pride, you know, so it's already about to be an hour again when I record, um, I, I can only do hour long segments. So you know what, we're going to go ahead and take a quick little break. I'm my voice is already going hoarse. Um, and we're going to be right back. I've already wasted, you know, a fucking hour talking about uh, DoorDash and then my new job. So we're going to go ahead and get into some fun things here and talk about some other things. So we'll be right back, guys.
Alrighty, alrighty, and we're back. If you heard me fart, sorry. Had to fart, guys. Had to fart. Jesus Christ, this fucking heat came out of nowhere, huh? I mean, we went from fucking raining 24-7 to just fucking blistering fucking craziness. So right now, um, I went outside because uh, I, I did a load of laundry earlier, dry it, put it in the dryer and everything. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we have one more load of laundry that we got to do. So I went outside uh, to go put the load in, and I went out barefoot, you know, because I'm just going on my balcony. But Jesus Christ, nearly burned my feet. It's fucking, you know, 8 o'clock at night right now. The sun's still out a little bit, but just the heat fucking cooks. Jeez, I know this is San Antonio, Texas, but it's like usually it warms us up. It lubes us up a little bit before it just fucking comes in raw with the heat. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, so um, I don't know. It, it's so weird. It, I have this weird feeling like I've been talking too much, but it's my podcast, and that's the whole point. I don't know. I have this weird feeling with this with this podcast. I don't know. But anyway, let's keep on trucking. So that was pretty much my week um, in a nutshell. Uh, learned a lot of stuff. Really excited getting to know some people that are in my class. Um, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool guys and people all together so yeah but um in other news uh, so yeah like all week i just as soon as i left work went to go do doordash where i came home changed and then did doordash right if some people want to be specific um you know so wednesday um was kind of only my only day that i was like hey you know what let's have some fun let's do something so uh played magic with the boys um you know we we had we actually did some early magic uh soon as I got off of work, we started playing and we played till about like 930 or so. Um, or maybe a little bit later than that. I don't remember. Um, we couldn't stay up super late because I obviously had to wake up early the next day, but, um, yeah, we played. So here, here at my apartment complex, there's a boardroom, um, boardroom slash conference room. Uh, so uh, residents can use this uh, on a first come first serve basis. Um, you know, and you can use it. It has Wi-Fi, has a TV, um, has office chairs, a printer, stuff like that, and like these private rooms, so that way you can do stuff. Like if you just need a quiet place to work or whatnot. So I called earlier in the day, and I was all like, "Hey, so is there a time? Like, is there like a time that the boardroom closes?" And I was all, "Cause I have a meeting that I have tonight at like five thirty. And I was like, you know, and my Wi-Fi is acting up. Is it okay if we use that? And they're like, yeah, it's it's open 24 hours. It's, you know, it's, you know, for the, for the, the blah, 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 for the tenants to use. So I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And they're like, yeah, uh, you know, just make sure that, you know, you don't leave a mess and this, this, and that. And I was like, okay, dope. So yeah, so me and the boys, we got some pizza, uh, courtesy Antonio. Again, thank you, King, for the pizza. Um, brought some sodas. And yeah, we just played magic for a couple hours. And it was a lot of fun. Um, we had so much room, uh, we, we, oh God, it was, it was so much fun. Cause usually we play, usually we play at my buddy's Ray, my buddy Ray's house and we have room there. Obviously it's a house, right? Um, you know, but it's just like, yeah, you know, the four of us at one dinner table, we have our mats and all of our decks and our dice and this, this, and that the table can get very, you know, very, uh, crowded. So I was just kind of like, Hey, you know what? Like, let's play, let's play over here. I first said my apartment um you know i was like we could play in my apartment but of course i'm in an apartment not a whole lot of room or anything like that but then i thought hey we could play in the boardroom we played we had plenty of room we spread out it was super cool had a lot of fucking fun 
uh, probably the funniest thing that happened, two funny things that happened. So, um, so first, so you know how guys get right, you know, when guys, you know, they, you know, they act fruity with each other and they act all like, you know, oh, like, thank you, papas. And they flirt with each other and this, this and that, right? Being all stupid. So like, you know, we always run, we always say those kind of jokes, like, you know what, I'm gonna kiss you on your lips and stupid shit like that. Like we're always, we're always being stupid and making jokes about our dicks and this, this and that. So <laughs> there was a moment in between a game where we're like, Hey, you know what? Like, uh, I got to go to the bathroom and Antonio was like, Hey, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom too. So we're making jokes like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, I want to go hold it and this, this and that. And so I'm leaving the boardroom and I open the door to go cause there's, you know, the bathroom that's close to the pool or whatever, you know, the community bathroom. So I, I open the door and Antonio's still walking out and I go, man, hurry up so I can touch your pee pee. And I turn and there's just a guy standing there. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I was like, man, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh, well, I got to commit to it. So you know, he went, he ended up going into the bathroom too, the same time that we did. So when I was peeing, I, I, I forgot what exactly what I said, but I made a joke. I was all like, man, my tiny pee pee had to go. And I'm just making stupid comments like that, just making it worse. And we weren't even drunk. There was no alcohol involved. It was just soda and pizza and us just being so stupid. So, oh my God, that was fucking funny. And then um, we're in the middle of playing a game. This is like an hour or so later. We're in the middle of playing a game. Then all of a sudden, this old couple, just this old man and an old woman, the dude's fucking drinking a Lone Star beer. They just walk in. They just walk in and they come in here like, oh, what are you guys doing? And we're like, uh, playing a game. It's like, oh, it looks like it's a real guy's night. Pizza, card games, you guys having fun? And we're like, yeah. And the ladies are like, oh, what are you guys playing? They're playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, that just looks complicated. That looks crazy. And they're just staring at us and we're just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's simple once you get the hang of it. And they're and the guys just like, all right, well y'all have fun, and they just left. Like it was so out of the blue. So I'm pretty confident that they were trying to come in in there to fuck. Like I I'm fairly confident they were going to go in there to fuck. If if not, that they've already fucked there before, and like they're like, oh shit, a bunch of nerds are in here, and like they were just like watching us, maybe thinking like, okay, yeah, game's over, it's time to go. No nah, man, I'm I'm pretty sure those people have have a uh, fucking smashed cheeks there in that in that boardroom, but uh. But no, yeah, that was, it was a really fun experience. I definitely want to do that again, maybe get a, a slightly bigger crowd in there too, because we had plenty of room. There's plenty of room uh, in there for a lot of people to play. So um, even if you don't want to play Magic, maybe you just want to come out and laugh with us and maybe kind of, and then maybe get the hang of it. Um, I definitely want to set something up like that, maybe next week or something, or hell, maybe even this week. I don't know. By the time this comes out, you guys are probably listening to this. It's Tuesday. Um, there's not a whole lot of stuff, you know, a whole lot of later this week, but we'll see. Um, even, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I definitely want to, definitely want to do that. But, uh, staying on the topic of Magic the Gathering, um, Post Malone, I talked about this a couple episodes ago. Post Malone, uh, was on the latest episode of Game Nights. Uh, Game Nights is this, uh, YouTube series, uh, from this channel called The Command Zone, where it's just four people and they play, uh, they play a game of Magic the Gathering. Um, you know, one V one V one V one. So, um, it's a really cool show. I got into it. I got into it the same time I got into playing magic the gathering 
when I was looking up YouTube videos of Magic and watching people play, that's the one that's the one channel that uh then I end up kind of gravitating to. So, yeah, Post Malone uh, was on the episode. They've been hyping it up for quite a while cuz it's a big deal. It's a it's a very big deal that Post Malone. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't expect this it's not a little YouTube series because it has a huge following like because they've been doing this show for years and years and years apparently. So it has a huge following. So it's not like it's a small show um, and Post Malone's like gracing his presence with. It's a pretty big show like in the magic community. But then you have this guy who's a megastar, who's a huge rap artist, you know, who's super cool, brings a lot of, he definitely brings a lot of coolness to the game. He says he's been playing since he was little, you know, he's been playing for many years and he comes on and he plays and he kicks ass. He ends up winning. So spoiler alerts, if you were interested in checking that out, but yeah, Post Malone wins and he was super funny. Um, he was into it. He definitely knows his shit. So that was really cool. Um, I'm really excited for that because this Friday, a new set called Modern Horizons 2 comes out. Um, and, and this this episode was themed around Modern Horizons, um, the new set. So it, it kind of gives it that extra push in publicity and promotion. But I think this is definitely going to bring a lot of new people into Magic the Gathering. And at the end of the episode, after the game was over, Post Malone was saying he was like, Magic is such a fun game. It's such a great community. And I, he's like, if somebody tells you that it's nerdy or lame or this, this and that, it's not. And he was talking it up and he says that everybody should play Magic the Gathering because he says it's so much fun and he has fun playing, especially with the Command Zone guys. And he's been a big fan of them, too. So that was really exciting. Um, I definitely think um, moving forward, there's probably going to be a huge popularity boost in Magic the Gathering. Um, which is either going to be good or bad, and I know I talked about this already, because um, it's either going to create a bunch of new legitimate fans that they're going to be like, hell yeah, let's play, we're going to see a huge magic kind of renaissance, or because of Post Malone and people are going to start studying the more expensive cards and this, this, and that, I'm kind of scared that people are going to start buying up all the booster packs and the booster boxes and stuff, and then it's just not going to make it fun. Just like how people do like the Pokemon cards and the fucking baseball cards and everything like that. Because if this community turns into that, like where it's just strangers and people buying up random, you know, just buying them up to buy them up and try to flip them. That's really going to put me off and I'm probably not going to go out and buy stuff. I'll probably still play the game, but I just won't feel as motivated to go buy new cards or I won't care about the new sets because everyone's going to ruin it for me. So, um... So if you if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people that you won't go do something or you won't go try something until a celebrity or a public figure does it, this is your sign to go play magic. If you're like, oh, Post Malone plays magic. He's a cool guy. He loves the game. I want to go try it out. You should definitely do it. And there's tons of celebrities that play. Um, obviously, Post Malone, Joe Manganiello, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, just to name a couple. You know, Magic is a huge game. It's been around since the 90s. It's a lot of fun. So um, there, Posty approves. You should approve too. So um, definitely go check it out. Um, but but keeping on that, keeping on that kind of uh, that kind of where I ended it talking about assholes, right? That fucking ruin everything and ruin things for collectors. So Saturday morning, we woke up early and we went to go to Hot Topic in La Cantera. 
if you don't have my wife, if you don't have Leslie on Facebook or social media or nothing, or if I ha- if you just don't recall me talking about it, uh, my wife is a huge Squishmallow collector. She loves them. She got enthralled by them. Like they just took over. They're consuming her life. She loves Squishmallows. Um, but you know, but obviously, you know, she's a hardworking woman, full-time job. She can't go out and spend all her time shopping for these plushies and this, this, and that. So Hot Topic has these new axolotl squishmallows. One of them's black, another one's purple, I think. I don't know. But the black one is kind of like the, ooh, it's like the Hot Topic exclusive. So there was a new Hot Topic exclusive squishmallow coming out and Leslie really wanted it. So I was like, okay, cool. So we used, like I said, we, you know, we collected Funko Pops. We used to go out and camp out early in the morning and this, this, and that to go get them. Well, Leslie didn't, Leslie was on the fence if she wanted to go or didn't want to go. So she was like, I don't know. I'll decide in the morning. So we wake up around seven and we go, we get to lock and tear around eight. She decided she wanted to go. There was already quite a big of a long line there. And at the same time, not only was there a Hot Topic Squishmallow coming out, there was a new Notorious B.I.G. pop coming out. So there was a mix of Funko fans and Squishmallow fans waiting for Hot Topic to open. Well, lo and behold, because the Funko community, and I've talked about it, the Funko Pop community is a horrible community. They're, they're quick to rip each other off. They're quick to hoard. They do not give a fuck. It's so... Because at the end of the day, whether it's Squishmallows, Funko Pops, Magic Cards, they're fucking toys. They're toys. Yeah, they have value. They have a resale. You know, you could definitely resell them. But they're fucking toys. I've seen grown men cry and throw temper tantrums because they couldn't buy more than one Funko Pop. That's not fair. I want it. You can't do this. I want it embarrassing if you're crying and throwing tantrums and yelling at teenagers because you can't buy multiple toys kill yourself dog what the fuck pathetic i'm a nerd i'm i've camped out to meet wrestlers i've you know i've done a lot of nerdy things a lot of people a lot of things people would consider lame but i've never cried or throw a tantrum over a fucking toy Oh my God, Jesus Christ. I've missed out on plenty of cool pops that I wanted. Carried on with my day. Oh well, I'll find it eventually. Embarrassing. So Hot Topic announced or the manager came out and said that there's not going to be a limit per purchase. So it's literally first come, first serve. So some people walked out of line because I was like, oh, well, obviously the people, it's going to be sold out by the time I get there. Leslie was like, no, I'm going to hold on to it. So then... We, we inch a little bit closer, right? Because some people left. Well, there is these group of guys, these group of guys, grown ass men that were there for the fucking Funko Pop. They overheard people talking about the Squishmallows and they looked it up and they're like, oh yeah, I'm buying them all. So these grown ass men bought a bunch of fucking Squishmallows to resell them. At fucking like 100, 200 bucks. And they had the audacity to start coming out of the store. Who wants it? Who wants it? That is so fucking ugly. What? What a bunch of assholes, man. And they probably, they're laughing to themselves. They think they're the funniest things in the world. It's not funny. Like, oh, like that's so disrespectful. Because you, because this is the way I look at it, right? Oh, 
Squishmallows? Oh, they have value? Yeah, I'm going to buy it. To me, Squishmallows are for chicks. And, and David, that's such an outdated thing. Anybody can buy anything. Yeah, you're right. You know, you can buy anything you want. I don't care what you buy. Spend your money on what you want to spend it on. But to me, when I say it's for chicks, it's like I always see girls getting excited for Squishmallows. You know? I, I'm always seeing that. So to me... To me... I don't know if you heard my cat in the background. Uh, to me... That let let the girls do the squishmallows, man. Don't ruin it for them. There's not a lot of stuff that the girls that girls can geek out over. You know what I mean? Because look at what stuff guys have. Guys, we have our fucking Pokemon cards, our magic cards. We got fucking shoes. We got you know sports cards. We got Funko Pops. You know Fun- Funko Pops are kind of more of a guy's toy. But again, same thing. You know Leslie has punch- a bunch of pops. Just kind of the main fan base that I see are guys buying Funko Pops. So you guys have Funko Pops, video games, consoles, iPhones, technology. Guys have so many things that we collect and we go nuts for. But girls don't have a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, makeup, some purses, yeah, maybe some sneakers, right? But they don't have a lot of cool collectible things that girls that girls primarily go nuts for. So lo and behold, you know, we have these Squishmallows... And you got grown-ass men, I'm going to buy all the Squishmallows, and they did. Poor Leslie didn't get one. And, and, and Leslie understood, like, ah, damn it, yeah, we should have came probably a little bit earlier. That's my fault, I shouldn't have been debating it so much. You know, but it's kind of like, damn, like, that that was fucking rude. You know what I mean? If you're there just to buy a Funko Pop, buy the fucking Funko Pop and carry on with your day. You know what I mean? There's no need to go and buy another fucking a stuffed animal. That's just fucking pathetic, dude. Like, to me, that's pathetic. Ugh, sorry. Leslie just got home right now from the gym. But yeah, that's that's fucking pathetic, man. I, I don't I don't get that. I don't fucking get it. So we're going to go ahead. To me, it's going to be a break. To you, it's probably just going to be streamlined. But we'll, I'm going to take a quick little breather. We'll be right back. Already, already. See, I told you guys there's going to be a little break, little break for me, or little break for you, big break for me. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Leslie just got home, ate some dinner. Uh, she made some spaghetti, um, really good shit. So anyway, so yeah. So we just got done talking about uh, the weekend, talking about DoorDash, uh, Magic the Gathering. Let's go ahead and talk about some real shit, shall we? So let's go ahead and jump into some sports. So probably the biggest news in the sports world, um, the whole Mayweather and uh, Logan Paul fight. So I realized on the last episode, I called him Jake Paul, um, but it was actually Logan Paul. I always get those two cocksuckers mixed up, so I, I don't really care. But anyway, so apparently the fight was a huge dud. Apparently it sucked. Um, the Showtime, I was seeing on Twitter, the Showtime app wasn't even working. So people couldn't even watch it um, unless you had like a direct cable box. Um, but mostly people, you know, stream shit nowadays, right? Um, but yeah, apparently uh, it kept coming in and out and people weren't even able to watch the fight. I don't know if Showtime issued refunds or anything like that. But um, yeah, apparently it was a really bad time. So um, 
of course, the whole the whole main event is obviously right Mayweather versus Paul, but fucking Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco fought and he got his ass kicked. That was a surprise. I saw that trending on Twitter and I was like, "What?" Says, "What did Chad Johnson become a fucking boxer?" But anyway, but yeah. So apparently, um, uh, Mayweather and Logan they went all eight rounds. I, I mean, I saw some clips on Twitter and TikTok. It. Mayweather got a really big punch on his face and fucking, and that's when he kind of collapsed and Mayweather was holding him up. Um, I don't know. Obviously, it, there was no contest. It was there was no judges or anything like that. But stat wise, obviously Mayweather would have won if this was a real fight, um, regardless if he knocked him out or not. Um, everyone's all like, "Oh, you got to give credit to Logan. He went eight rounds." No, you could tell Mayweather was not giving it his all. You know damn well he wasn't really trying. This was solely a paycheck for Mayweather. Mayweather even said it himself. He's the best at legal bank robbery. Why do I feel like I see lights going out? I don't know, I'm tripping. But anyway, but yeah, um, Mayweather didn't give a fuck about this fight. Whether it was real or not. If this was a real fight, Logan Paul would have been knocked out in round one. Guarantee. I don't care what anybody says. Logan and Jake have not had a real fight. Fuck them. They fought fucking Jake Paul's fought washed up fighters and not even real fighters. And you want me to consider him a fighter? Fuck no. Fuck that dude. Um, I, I, This is just such a bad trend. Like this is such a bad like fucking because now you have all these Internet celebrities trying to get into the boxing world. Now you have fucking Bryce Hall and uh some other dude fucking had a boxing match this past Saturday, and Bryce Hall got his shit rocked. I don't know if the dude he fought was a fighter or not. I think he was just another YouTuber or something. But either way, like, all... Yeah, Leslie just told me uh, that he's a YouTuber. So, yeah, so, fuck both of them, man. Fuck them. It's so stupid. I don't I don't see the appeal to it. I, I just don't, you know. So, I, I don't know. But, yeah, supposedly that was a huge dud. Now, a fight I am looking forward to. Um, talked about it with the uh, talked about it with the in laws and see uh, what we can go ahead and do. Um, but San Antonio's own Mario Barrios is fighting on June twenty third. Woo woo! He's fighting on Showtime pay per view. But now I'm kind of scared because apparently Showtime pay per view isn't that good. Um, but yeah, so uh, talked with you know uh, my buddy Matt. Talked with Leslie's uncle. Um, you know, and talking you know and. The, going to be hanging out this weekend with the in-laws probably talk about that too um but yeah see see if we could go ahead and get something going for that fight um get a little barbecue going maybe you know play some games drink have a couple drinks or whatever but who knows who knows so i'm hoping i can watch that i actually met mario barrios um at best buy when leslie and i first started dating i love telling the story i met him for like not even a minute um, Leslie went to high school with him and they were pretty cool friends, uh, back in high school. And I remember when I met him, Leslie told me like, oh yeah, he's a boxer. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And since then I've just seen him on the news locally. And then I see him trending on Twitter and I see him making a name for himself. And I remember meeting him, Leslie. Oh, Hey Mario, this is my boyfriend, David. I'm like, hello. He goes, Hey, nice to meet you, man. And he was there with his girlfriend and shook her girlfriend, his girlfriend's hand or whatever. And they were talking and he's like, oh yeah, we got to catch up. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, you know, we went about our day. I was just like, oh, cool. So I always think about that. So whenever he makes it to, like, Mayweather status, I'm going to be like, I met that dude at a Best Buy. 
And I think that's pretty cool. I don't think he remembers me. Do you think he remembers me? Well, yeah, he'll remember you, obviously, but he'll have to remember me by proxy. Anyway, but I think that's pretty cool. So hopefully I can watch that fight. That's a fight that I'd be down to watch. I don't know who he's fighting. Again, I don't really know a lot of boxers or, but I mean, I'd, I'd like to watch it. You know what I mean? Like I, if I have the time, I would like, I like to go to those things, you know, like I went to last minute I saw the Canelo versus whatever, whoever he fought. It was cool to watch. I don't really care for Canelo that much, but I was going for him, you know. But anyway, so I, I thought that was interesting. Wanted to talk about that. Up next, we have the Suns versus the Nuggets series. The Suns yesterday officially swept the Denver Nuggets. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I saw it on Twitter. So hashtag Suns and four was trending all over Twitter on Friday night, Saturday night. I can't remember when, but it was trending over this weekend so apparently, while in Denver, Denver uh, was home this game, there was a couple Suns fans in the crowd. Given, right, you know, there's anytime you go to a sporting event, you're bound, whether you're the home team or the away team, there's going to be fans of both teams in the stands. So Suns are on a roll. Suns are on a fucking roll. They're dominating right now, which is awesome. So, um, and I'm officially going for the Suns now. Now that I say that, I probably jinxed them, just like I said that last week about Dallas, um, you know, but the Suns I'm kind of going for now because of this. So there's a fan in the crowd. He's going for the Suns, right? And according to fans, other fans that saw the situation, this Suns fan, he was not bragging. He was not showboating. Uh, um, and again, I don't know if this is true. I'm just seeing what I was reading on Twitter. Um, but he was not showboating. He was being pretty respectful. You know, he's obviously cheering for his team and getting pumped, you know, like any fan would. So sitting behind him were a couple of Edgars. You know what I'm talking about. Marbox San Antonio got the Edgar cut, the cut cut. You know what I mean? Got a couple bozos starting shit, you know, talking shit and trying to pick a fight with this guy. So the the, the main video that went viral, um, it shows them the Suns fan and the Nuggets fan kind of duking it out. Not really punching. They just kind of are pulling each other's jerseys and they get separated. So... Edgar number one, because he's Edgar number one, he, he like he's laughing and he's kind of like acting all tough and whatnot, and he's putting some shit in his pocket, and the Suns fans already kind of like ignoring the situation. So this the Edgar number one, the Nuggets fan, he takes the opportunity to get a cheap shot in on the Suns fan. Lo and behold, the Suns fan fucks him up. He catches his sitting, you know, he catches his footing, he gets up. He fucking grabs the dude by the neck and he just boom, 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 just straight rapid uppercuts to the face. Fuck yeah. And then lo and behold, Edgar's little buddy, the little dude he was with, is just standing there watching his friend get his ass kicked. And the fans are trying to separate him, right? The fans are trying to, you know, uh, take care of the situation. But at the same time, you don't really want to get involved either, right? But this Suns fan, he's just boom, 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 boom. Then the Suns fan, he's still holding on to, I, again, I'm going to call it Edgar. He's still holding on to Edgar, and he's looking Edgar's homeboy in the eyes, and he's like, I'm fuck your boy up. I'm going to fuck your boy up. Boom. One last uppercut to the face, just straight to the nose. Boom. And then after he punches him, he's still looking at the dude, the, his friend, in his eyes, and he goes, Suns and four. Suns and four. 
And then he finally lets him go. And then the dude runs away and he's, his fucking nose is broken. He's bleeding everywhere. And he runs out like a little bitch. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Let's go. Fuck yeah, the Suns. I've been to sporting events. I've, I've been to football, basketball, baseball. I've, you know, I've been to hockey. I've been to a, any type of sports event you could think of. Only event, not soccer. But anyway, um, fans are going to disagree. Fans get into it. They get competitive. They get caught up in the moment. That's, that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to enjoy yourself at these games. I've been to Spurs playoff games, regular season games. I've sat next to people who were going for the other team. I've been to Spurs games where we lost, you know? Yeah, it sucks, but I'm not going to go fucking pick a fight with the dude cheering for his team. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is what it is. So, um, yeah, the Suns, the Suns end up sweeping the Nuggets. Nuggets fans all get what they deserved. Uh, the Nuggets have been, the Nugget fans, I should say, have been pretty annoying here lately. Uh, fucking what's-his-face from the Nuggets won MVP. I'm not even going to try to uh, attempt to say his name, but you know who I'm talking about that tall Russian European guy or whatever he is and he's kind of a dirty player um is since the Nuggets were losing fucking yesterday game four he was like getting dirty shot after dirty shot on everybody on the sun so fuck that guy no MVP plays dirty to me wink wink so yeah so that happened so the Suns fucking uh Suns swept the Nuggets I know last night I believe the Bucks uh tied the series against the Nets they're holding on I just saw right now uh, the Atlanta Hawks just uh, tied up tied up their series, which again Trey Young man he's the truth he's the truth man he's the future. Um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to to what he's got you know doing. So in other news in football news moving from basketball to football, it's official. My boy Justin Fields is officially now officially on paper a Chicago Bear. He signed his contract. million plus an $11 million signing bonus. Round of applause. Thunderous applause. (sighs) For Justin Fields, baby. That's what I'd like to see. That's what I'd like to see. Booyah, baby. Happened on Friday. Made it official. I'm so proud of him. I saw Ohio State, everybody, any any former Buckeye, they were retweeting it, showing it love. Um, well-deserved, well-fucking-deserved. I know he's going to do fucking phenomenal in Chicago. Uh, without a doubt in my mind, he's he's just got the perfect size. He's got the perfect, like, ugh, just like, if you looked at his stats, he's definitely over 80 in Madden, if you, if you were to look at that. He's definitely over 80. He's a rookie, so you can't put him super high, right? But no, he's definitely going to make some moves. Um, again, because this is going to be a brand new environment, environment for him. You know, the NFC in my eyes, I'm biased. The NFC is a little bit more competitive than the AFC. Um, you know, so he's definitely going to have his work cut out for him. I, I see him getting, I see him starting in the preseason, like getting some reps in, but I still think Andy Dalton is going to be QB number one. Um, you know, he's going to be the first, you know, first, I can't speak today. He's definitely going to be the first string quarterback. Um, Justin Fields may come in. Andy Dalton's kind of been injury prone here lately. But at the same time, who knows? Maybe Chicago is going to entrust Justin Fields to start right away. Um, You know, I I just think with a lot of these rookies coming in with the NFL, everybody drafts these rookies and thinks it's going to be immediate success. Oh, he was super dominant in college. He's He's going to come off and be a shining star. 
while that is the case for some people, you know, a lot of these things, they, they're a different environment. They have to get into it. You know what I mean? Um, what, what I'm taking away with all of this, um, I think he's going to do great. But what I'm super happy about is that uh, so far from what I've seen, and I haven't seen a lot, so don't hold me to it if I'm wrong or whatever. But um, it looks like he's already the highest paid. He's already the highest paid rookie from this draft season. He's already making more money than all the Alabama people. I already know that. I saw that for a fact. He's already getting paid way more than Mac Jones and all of them. So good for him. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we're just getting closer and closer. I know we're in double digits away from you know from kickoff. Super happy. I'm also excited for you know for Ohio State. You know college football. We lost a lot of players. We lost so many players in these past two drafts, but. Um, I don't know a lot of the names of the people um, that are going to start playing now at Ohio State. I know we got Chris Olave coming back, which I'm super happy for. Um, we got fucking Master Teague. He's looking fucking ripped. I know he's determined to make a name for himself. Um, I know he's excited to come back and play. Um, you know, and supposedly from what I read on ESPN and Fox Sports and everything like that, Ohio State is ranked number one for this for this class, uh, for this uh, for this prospect, you know, coming into this season. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, uh, supposedly our new quarterback. I, I, every time I see his name, I immediately forget it. But we have this white guy with a mullet, and he just throws fucking bombs, baby. He's already dominant, like just in the fucking practices that I see when Ohio State retweets it and posts it. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what Ohio State's going, you know, going to be doing this year. We definitely are going to come in more aggressive. We're probably very motivated. Ryan Day is like, you know what? I only have two losses in my career as a head coach. Playoff semifinal, playoff final. He avenged his semifinal loss. Now he has to avenge his championship game loss. And I think he can do it, man. Ryan Day just knows how to motivate these guys. He knows how to fucking and it's it's so good because he's a he's a he's the kind of like he's not afraid to light it your he's not afraid to light your ass on fire, you know, and yell at you and scream at you. I've seen him yell at Justin Fields, I've seen him yell at KY Hilton. I've uh, KY Hilton. Um fuck, now why am I blinking? I've seen him yell at all the star players and, and you know, like the, the second string and the bench warmers and stuff. He doesn't care who you are. He's going to get on your ass if you're not doing your – if you're not pulling your weight, if you're not doing what you need to be doing. Um, just like Urban Meyer. You know, Urban Meyer was a very – you know, he's he's just as willing to um, share your negatives just like, you know, he's going to hype up your positives. So um, I think he's honestly, you know, again, no, no disrespect to Urban Meyer. Obviously, Urban brought us a championship, but right now, I, I'm so high on Ryan Day. He probably is my current favorite Buckeyes coach. I went through uh, Jim Tressel uh, to Urban Meyer, now to Ryan Day. Um, probably, maybe another coach in there. I mean, Jim Tressel's my youngest memory of of our head coach, and so. I'm really excited to to see what the future holds for the for my Buckeyes, the Ohio State University. So we'll see. Same thing with the Atlanta Falcons, man. Um, you know the Falcons. It's just it's a love hate relationship. I still love them. They're always going to be my team, even though we didn't get any Buckeyes. 
even though we didn't trade fucking, you know, Julio Jones for something good, but whatever. Um, you know, it's going to be a fresh start. It's going to be a fresh start for Atlanta. So we'll see what happens. That's that's all we can do, right? With any of our teams, we can only we can only uh wait and see. Wait and see. So that's all I got for sports. Um, let's move into pop culture. I don't know if it's pop culture, if you would consider it pop culture. I guess let's talk about some local shit, right? Some local some local stuff here in San Antonio. So those that are not in San Antonio, Texas, you might be a little bit confused if you're not already confused with half of the shit that I talk about anyway. Um, I mean, granted, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Favorite college is Ohio State, and then my favorite football team is the Atlanta Falcons. Never been to Georgia. I've only been to Ohio once for a week, and yeah. So anyway, let's get into some local shit. So... One of the, the the banes of my existence, one of the many things that I hate, the dumbass bar slash club or whatever you want to call it. I just call it a thought zone. Midnight Swim did their stupid ass uh, 25 plus night, 25 and up night. Um, little backstory on this on Twitter. Some random girl was talking. I don't know if she was talking shit or making a joke or what it was. Uh, but she made a comment about the type of people that go to Midnight Swim, that it's like a bunch of old people there or something like that, um, which it is people of my generation, you know, that are just hitting 30, but kind of within that within that 24 to 30 range. Um, that's kind of the key demographic for, for Midnight Swim. That's where a lot of people, you know, the, the 90s and, you know, the 90s babies go. So this fucking blew up. Everybody was, you know, some people were salty about it. Some people were laughing about it. So I will give kudos to Midnight Swim. Um, they took that as an opportunity to to promote themselves. And then lo and behold, the idea was like, oh, well, they should do like a 2000s night, like a 2000s party. Since we couldn't go clubbing, you know, since our generation couldn't go clubbing, you know, during the 2000s with the, you know, the best music, the best outfits, this, this, and that, you know, the, the whole 2000s aesthetic, they should do a, you know, they should do a, um, a 2000s 25 and up night. Lo and behold, they did. So it was just this past weekend. It was this past Saturday. I had a few friends on Twitter and Instagram that went to this. They got all dolled up and went out and everything. Uh, the idea, the idea of a 2000s like club night going out and partying and stuff that idea is cool, but you couldn't pay me to go to Midnight Swim. I don't care if they brought in fucking Paul Wall, if they brought in fucking Little Flip and everything like that, if they brought in all these cool artists and whatnot from the 2000s, you couldn't pay me to go to Midnight Swim. Anybody, and if you listen to the show and you went to Midnight Swim, reevaluate your fucking life decisions, man. I just, I do not see the fucking appeal. It never fails. Just the grungiest, fucking dirtiest, ugh, just the disgusting people go to that fucking bar. And I don't know why everyone's like, Midnight Swim, Midnight Swim. Call me fucking jaded. Call me old. Call me lame. Whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Grow up. Like, I just don't. All those fucking bars, they're not fucking cool. If it wasn't a crime, I would set the whole fucking strip on fire. I hate it. I hate it so fucking much. It makes me so angry. Um, But yeah, anyway. 
so yeah, so that happened. I, I saw it. Everybody was popping off and this is that. If you had fun, cool. Obviously, my shit talking is not going to do nothing. It's just shit talking. That's all it is. If you like it, awesome. Have fun. Just like I play with fucking cards with wizards on them. No one gives a shit. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. You're still going to go to those fucking dumbass places. So anyway, um, but yeah, uh, that would be cool to do a 2000s type party. But if only if it was at like a different environment. I Well, actually, no, it wasn't even at Midnight Swim. It was at the Paper Tiger because of how of all the interest that was in it. Um, they actually had it at the Paper Tiger. So eh, maybe then I would have been okay with it. No, I wouldn't have because I don't want to associate... I don't want anything related to Midnight Swim to get my fucking money. So, yeah, there it goes. So, yeah, so Midnight Swim had a 25-plus night. If you went, tell me about your experience. Did you dress up? Did you have fun despite my my negative review of everything? But, again, my review is just that, my review, my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't mean jack shit. Whew, so winded. Like, my blood pressure's through the roof right now. My heart's beating through my chest. Anyway, so... Um, also too, Fiesta is coming back. Fiesta, obviously, if, again, if you're not from San Antonio, because this podcast is worldwide now, um, you know, a big staple of San Antonio culture, uh, every April, uh, every spring, San Antonio holds Fiesta. What is it? A month long, babe? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. Man, it feels like it's a fucking whole month. No, two weeks. Damn. Well, the prep... Oh, I don't know. I just know it's in April every year. Oh, no. Well, either way, so yeah. So Fiesta, obviously, uh, because in 2020, the pandemic hit, so Fiesta got canceled. There was rumors that they were going to do it in November of 2020, but lo and behold, numbers just didn't, you know, numbers weren't good, so they postponed it again. So now Fiesta is coming back. This year, it's official, it's coming back this month in June, in the middle of June to the end of June or something like that. I don't know. It's this weekend? Yeah. Oh. Well. Lame. Either way, um, Fiesta, to me, I don't care for Fiesta that much. And I think mostly because um, my parents didn't care about Fiesta. They never took us. They never felt compelled to take us. Um, to any of the things, to the, to the flambeau parade, to the battle of the flowers parade, to any of the parades downtown, to just the festivities, the, the carnival, my parents didn't care for that. And even at the same time, I never cared for that. I would get invited, especially in high school, I would get invited to go out to these like high school nights or to go out with, you know, um, you know, the girl I dated in high school, you know, they would ask like, Oh, would your parents be okay if you came with us to Fiesta tonight? be like, I don't know if they would care, but I just don't want to go. Like, I just didn't want to go. Like, it it never appealed to me. Uh, when Leslie and I first started dating, I never went to the rodeo until I started dating Leslie. And I never went to Fiesta until I started dating Leslie. We went to the carnival um, one year and we did that whole thing. And it was just whatever. Um, I'm, I'm always very frugal. Like, if I don't, if I don't feel the need to spend a lot of money, I don't want to do it. That's the same reason why I don't really like going out drinking and going clubbing and bar hopping and this, this, and that. Because it's, it's just expensive. I'd rather spend all of that money and get fucked up at a friend's house or get fucked up at my house, you know, instead of being out and fucking clubs and paying covers and doing this and doing that, you know. 
I'd rather use all that money to hold a party of my own. But anyway, so Fiesta, again, for those who are not in San Antonio or from Texas or anything, um, it, it's just big. San Antonio celebrates it. They go out. Downtown is alive. And it's all about the culture and just the food and the partying and everything. Uh, you know, they get oyster. They have the oyster bake and a bunch of, you know, old school bands come out and play. Um, it's a, It's a whole celebration throughout the entire city. It's always a big thing. It's such a big deal that uh, for the Battle of Flowers parade, uh, schools are closed. P- kids get the day off uh, for Battle of Flowers. And even if they do have to go to school, it's a half day. Um, it- it's that big of a deal. Um, because, yeah, and then people, like, parents would, like, not even take their kids to school. They would take, you know, leave them home for the day so they could do this parade. And to me and to my parents, that was just a day off. And some jobs even give you the day off for the Battle of Flowers. Um it just, I don't know, it doesn't appeal. And it also, it never appeals because it's it's in April, which the allergies are still pretty, you know, pretty killing me, you know, pretty brutal for me at that time. So, and it's outdoors, everything's outdoors. But then it's just fucking hot and muggy because that's when it's raining. Um, you know, it's just gross outside and humid. You got a bunch of stinky people everywhere and just the hot, the heat and the humidity doesn't help it at all. It's always shoulder to shoulder crowded because I would do lift and I would take people to Fiesta. It's a good time to make money if you do lift. Um, and it's just the traffic is it's atrocious. They close off all of these roads and it's just not a good time for anybody. Uh, I just I don't know the appeal for that. Just like how I don't know the appeal for the for the whole strip or whatever, dude. It, I don't know. Like I'm like, oh, why would I spend all of this money? Because first, you know, you you more than likely are going to go down there to eat. Food is not expensive or food is not cheap down there. It's fucking expensive, but then you got to pay money to park somewhere. You're not going to park close to anywhere you want to go. So, but you always find, want to find the cheapest parking. They always hike up the prices. Cheapest parking you can find down there, 20 bucks. Boom. You're already down 20 bucks. Food for two, definitely spending anywhere between 40 to $60. Boom. Now you're already at close to $100 down for the night. Then you want to drink out there. Beers are fucking beers are fucking anywhere between $13 to $15 a cup. Horrendous. Horrendous. And then mixed drinks and margaritas, forget it. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. And then you're just standing there. Like unless you're going to an actual parade or to an actual like concert or event or if you're cuz like that I understand you're watching something. But most people go downtown just to drink and like go clubs, like go into bars and stuff. And you're just standing there yelling at each other, you know, but it's like, oh, it's Fiesta. We have to do it. We have to party. It's lame. It's lame. I'm telling you, if you're not from San Antonio and you want to check it out, definitely check it out. I mean, it's something, I mean, it's a tourist attraction. It's one of our big events, just like the Fiesta or just like uh, the rodeo. But as a local as a jaded local at that, I just don't see the appeal to it. It doesn't, I don't know. I just don't care for it. It's, it's kind of lame. It's, <laughs> it's just an excuse to throw all your mo- money on alcohol when you could just spend that and do a barbecue at home. But anyway, well, that's, uh, that's all my local, my local, local, uh, news. 
if it's even news at that. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, – I don't have too much left uh, for the for the podcast. So I just want to talk about two stories I thought were really interesting uh, that are two videos that I watched that were pretty interesting. So first one being I watched a video of an Amazon worker beating the fuck up out of a white woman. So um, the video is like a minute and a half long or something like that. I saw it on Twitter um, and then I saw it later in the day on TikTok. So – I don't know. I don't know if the Amazon worker was black or if she was Latina or whatever. Uh, she was definitely, uh, and again, I'm not trying to sound offensive, but she was brown. She had some color on her skin, um, and she's just delivering packages. It looked like it was a business, and she's wearing a mask. She's wearing her Amazon getup. But then uh, there was this white lady just fucking screaming at her, pointing at her, and this, this, and that. And again, the video doesn't have any sound, so you don't know what exactly she's saying. And the video just kind of starts in the middle of the yelling, middle of the altercation. So you don't know what led up to this. You don't know what's going on. But if anything from the past couple years has taught us anything, anytime you see a Karen video or a video like this, nine times out of 10, 99.99%, the person yelling at the poor employee is definitely the one that started something. So I always take the side of the employee and again, you see these videos, you see these Karens fucking yelling at the cut, like yelling at the cashiers, yelling at the door greeters, yelling at, you know, uh, you know, fucking waitresses and, and, and hosts at restaurants. You always say, man, I wish that worker would have knocked them the fuck out. Man, if that was me, I would have kicked their ass. Well, lo and behold, I don't know what was going on or what was said, but this Amazon worker was like, fuck that. And she just fucking started whipping the shit out of her. Like, I'm talking hair pulling, hammer punches. She whipped this bitch up. And finally, when she got done whipping that chick's ass, she went right back to work. Like, she was going to carry on with her day. And the fucking white lady's all crying and shaking, all trying to call, like, you know, getting on her phone. I'm assuming she's calling 911. And she's all, ah! like, her mouth's all open. You could just tell she was, like, screaming and crying. And the Amazon worker is just looking like, man, talk shit, get hit. You know, don't catch this fade, bitch. Which kudos to that. I don't give a fuck what the situation was. Because I know more than likely that white lady was talking some shit. Didn't think like, oh, you're an employee. You're an employee. You're not going to hit me. Fuck that. Amazon fucked her up. I saw some people saying like, oh, well, like who cares? doesn't matter what happened. They got that on video. Amazon's about to pay up. That woman's about to be able to retire and this, this, and that. Eh, so you think. So Amazon, nine, like a majority of Amazon delivery drivers are actually third-party vendors that just, you know, work under the Amazon umbrella. Um, but they themselves are not officially Amazon. They just deliver on behalf of Amazon. Yeah, they definitely have some insurance policies with Amazon and things like that. You know, the whole representing the company and this, this, and that. Um, probably, yeah. I mean, those people are right. Um, she probably is going to get some sort of, you know, legal compensation from it. Um, definitely. I mean, regardless of the berate, you know, of the yelling of the situation, that chick's definitely going to probably go to jail or get charged with assault or anything like that because the white woman didn't didn't touch her didn't attack her the the woman just freaking started beating her up um but again so that's where i think the sound is really really important if only the security cam footage had the sound um but well, i mean who knows like i said with just the way the trend is with a lot of this type of shit um 
it's always the white person that's causing the trouble, man. White people suck. Um, it, so I wouldn't, I, I don't blame them. Um, it's tough. I've worked retail. I've worked, you know, customer service and everything like that. It's fucking tough when you have somebody just yelling at you, thinking they know better, getting in your face and whatnot. You just, but it's like, oh, damn it, I'm on the clock. I have to be professional. I have to take it. And that sucks, man. The, nobody should take abuse like that, man. That That's fucking trash. You know what I mean? So, I mean, karma definitely comes around. Um, that, that lady getting her ass kicked is definitely karma. So hopefully she'll think twice before popping off on anybody else or any other type of worker or wherever she's at. Um, but I think we need to see more of that. I, I, I would love to see more videos of a cashier fucking the shit up out of a some lady or some dude that, uh, you know, talking shit and whatnot, like with these whole, and that's, and that's what makes me so mad about these Karen videos and these viral videos. I get so mad because the poor employee is defenseless. They can't do nothing, but then nobody else is doing anything either. People are just recording, waiting for a viral moment. That's another thing that pisses me. So like pisses me off so much about these videos. So I want to see more, I want to see more employees fucking people up, man. And I've seen people, uh, people are really quick to help out, you know, those that get fired from standing up for themselves. They create GoFundMes, you know, and things like that for them to kind of help them get back on their feet or give them a couple weeks compensation while they look for a new job. I, if I had the money, I definitely would, uh, you know, fucking support that and donate a couple bucks here and there to help them out. Because fuck Karens, dude. Fuck old white ladies. They're the worst. And it's like, it's so funny because there's just two of the extremes. They're either extremely rude and annoying and obnoxious and just horrible people, or they're super annoying and try to stick up and their heart's in the right place, but they just don't know how to fucking, you know, externalize their support for things. It's just the two extremes. There's no like white people in the middle that are just like neutral on everything. Um, so that was funny. I don't Have you guys seen that video? Definitely check it out. If I could find it, I'll probably look for it. Um, and share it on the page, kind of like as a preview, right? Be like, oh, why did David share this video? Oh, he's talking about it on his podcast. That makes sense now. You know, kind of doing it like that. But anyway, anyway, um, kind of the last thing I have, um, I ran across this TikTok that, uh, that I just like, I felt so like, yes, like I, I agreed with the homeowner in this. So I don't know if you guys have seen this TikTok. Well, so there's a homeowner, there's this guy and the video, the, the TikTok starts where like, he's already talking to somebody. So an ADT, you know, that security company, ADT, Alpha Delta Tango, um, the rep is trying to sell. We're trying to like, you know, kind of do a pitch for their security products. The homeowner, he tells the guy and goes, Oh no, thank you though. He's like, I, I already got my, I already got my system. I, I appreciate it though. And the ADT rep goes like, Oh, okay. And he like looks at the, cause they have, you could tell they have, I think they have Vivint. I think that's the little logo in the corner. So the ADT rep, he's all, he starts laughing and then he points at the camera and he was like, is this it? And the guy was like, yeah, that's, that's the security device that I have. And the guy and the ADT rep is like, dude, that's whack. And like, he's like laughing about it. And so then the homeowner goes, well, did you fucking pay for it? No, you didn't. So get the fuck off my property. Don't come up here and call on my shit whack when you didn't fucking pay for it. So then the ADT rep is all kind of standing there like, what? And he's all, 
nah, and then the, the homeowner's like, nah, get the fuck off my property, like, get off my porch, you don't come over here, and you don't call my shit whack as a way to try to get me to buy your shit, because you could tell that's what the ADT rep was kind of, was trying to do, he was all like, he was all like, yeah, like, you know, oh, this is whack, our stuff's better, also, too, the ADT guy was all like, yeah, so, like, ADT protects the White House and the Pentagon, and it's, you know, it's like, it's government-backed stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's good for the government. So, like, just a, a, a cheap-ass, lame pitch. So, yeah, this homeowner is just, you know, yelling at this guy. And I had to scroll for part two. I had to go to the profile for part two. And then part two, yeah, the home, the guy's still not leaving. The ADT rep guy's just still standing on the porch, kind of smirking a little bit. And the homeowner's all like, get off my porch. He's like, leave before you get problems. Leave before you get problems. And I'm like, good. And people, I thought... I thought I was I, I agreed with the homeowner. I'm gonna be straight up up front. I hate solicitors. I hate people that try to sell you shit and try to get you to look into shit and this, this and that. There's some dumbass that's walking around this complex putting flyers on our doors to go meet for some fucking fellowship, like to go meet in the conference room, the boardroom, my magic playing room to go fucking eat food and talk about God. I'm like, get, don't put your shit on my door. Like, I hate that. I hate solicitors. I can't wait till I get home and I could put a no solicitor fucking sign on the front porch. I was in agreement with the homeowner. If it was me, I definitely would have yelled a lot more. I would have called him a lot more names. Um, you know what I mean? But that's just me with my temper. But a lot of people in the comments were saying, dude, chill out. You act like you act like you're big and tough. He's just trying to sell you something. OMG, you took this to an extreme. Nah, fuck that. You would not you would not appreciate if a stranger walked up to your house and started shit talking everything on your front porch. Oh, look at these flowers. That's fucking whack, dude. You should have got my flowers. My flowers are better than your flowers. You would have told them fuck you too. All these people act like they're so holier than thou and so much better than because they could keep their composure. Nah, fuck that. People get too comfortable. People think that they that they're better than each other and this, this, and that. No, I if that I would again, that's another video. I was hoping the homeowner was about to beat the fuck out of that ADT rep. And you know what? I hope ADT sees that. I hope that guy, his boss sees that, and I hope he gets fucking fired. Cause one, that's a lazy ass pitch. Uh, you know, so the government uses ADT, so uh, yeah, you should use it too. He's not invested. He's a horrible sales agent right off the bat. And I'm not a sales agent. I'm, I would suck as a sales agent. That's why I don't do it. But I definitely would be a lot more enthusiastic and more entertaining than that. And then you have the audacity to go, that's whack, and laugh at the homeowner's face. It's like, what? Fuck you, dude. Like, oh, man, that's, that's crazy. What do you guys think? How would you guys react if a stranger, if a salesman came up to you and was all like, hey, I know you have, I can clearly see your security system right here by my system because your system's whack. That's like, that's so lame. And even at that, the dude didn't even fucking elaborate how it's whack. He just said, that's whack. And he started laughing, holding his binder and this, this and that. And the homeowner's just looking at him like, what? That's crazy. Matt, I know for a fact you have Vivint. I know for a fact you have that. How would you react to a stranger coming up to you doing that? That's that's fucking crazy, man. Any anyone, I mean, I I used Ring. We had Ring at our old apartment. Um, you know, we had the little peephole, the the doorbell, the peephole camera. We can't use it here. I definitely would. 
Um, so I'm more accustomed to the ring setup just because that's what we used for uh, for a while. Um, I've seen a lot of good stuff about Vivnet. Like again, you know, my, my homie Matt, uh, his house has really good Vivnet stuff. LB, his house has, you know, uh, you know, Vivnet stuff. LB, how would you react? In fact, how would your wife react if somebody, babe, right? LB's wife, how do you think she would react to that? She's not even listening to me. So that, that would be fun. I would, I would love to see LB. Uh, I would love to see her go off on that. That would be hilarious, but but yeah, no. Um, I w- let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you have any other examples. I love watching when the person being a dipshit gets put in their place. I, those videos are so satisfying to me. Um, but yeah, oh man, my ass is hurting. I've sat in this chair all day for work, and now I'm sitting in this chair for the podcast. I'm putting my ass through the ringer for you guys, man. But. Uh, yeah, I don't have too much. I guess we could just kind of shoot the shit for the last few minutes, last 10, 12 minutes or so. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, man, no, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I posted, I posted on my Instagram story. Um, the, 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 the views just keep going up and up and up. We're already at, um, 1100 views, 1.1 K. Uh, last I checked the Bo Burnham review is officially at 329 fucking streams. I can't believe it. Of all the episodes, of all the reviews I've posted, 329 streams for the Bo Burnham review. And that's crazy. And then with that Bo Burnham review, that's where that's where I shot up in the in the in the fucking demographics in the UK, Canada, uh Germany. So for all you guys listening around the world, um, if you guys continue to listen, because I mean, these stats can fluctuate, right? It's, it's usually on a 24 hour delay. Um, you know, so if you guys, however you discovered me, if you discovered me, uh, through Twitter or Facebook or wherever, let me know, uh, you can at me at Twitter at David W. Claire, C-L-A-A-R, David W. Claire. You can find the, you can find the page at Facebook, anybody listening with David Claire, um, you know, um, it's crazy. My Instagram, uh, I'm not really active so much on my Instagram. I just get on a post on my story and then leave. Um, but I don't really interact with a lot of people on Instagram. Um, but uh, I mean, you could definitely find me there. David Claire, I, 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 I want to say, I always forget my Instagram. See, I don't even pay attention to my Instagram name. But anyway, um, if you guys are listening to it in a, even in a different state, uh, if you're not in San Antonio, Texas, let me know where you're listening from. Um, you know, I definitely love that interaction. I love, uh, getting added. I love seeing comments. Um, please be active with the show, man. Um, you know, cause with you guys being active, that lets me know that I'm doing something right, that I'm doing something that's engaging. Um, you guys are enjoying the content and, and that's what blows my mind. 329 streams on my Bo Burnham review no new followers, no new, no new likes, no new nothing, no comments, no input, no disagreements, no agreements with my review. So I don't know, just 329 people have listened to that episode, has listened to that review, but haven't gained anything out of it. That's crazy. I mean, just obviously, you know, my views have gone up and, uh, you know, and my, my fucking geographic, analytics and stuff have gone crazy so i appreciate it wherever you are at i appreciate you i appreciate you listening to anybody listening i think i might have to change the name because clearly people are listening now um the the stats are going up so um thank you from the bottom of my heart (sighs) 
So, as always, I always say at the end of the show to kind of gripe and talk about fans and listening and this, this, and that. So, I guess I'll talk about this. And this definitely is a personal story. Um, I know I talk about it with Leslie all the time. Anytime it pops up or, like, I just remember it, I, I always bring it up because it's... It's definitely something that really, really sucked. Um, if you have me, if you have me on Facebook, if you have me as a friend on Facebook on my personal account, um, I, I shared it yesterday. So two years ago, during the NBA playoffs, there was a meme that started going out. It was a coach yelling, yelling through a paper cup, yelling at a player. So this was back when I was doing my uh, sports podcast with my homie called "Can't Stop, Won't Stop," and. We had a, we, you know, we created a Facebook page for it. We had a Twitter for it. We were more active on Twitter than we were on Facebook. So I was watching the game and I saw the meme starting to trend a lot. And I was like, you know what? I want to try to think of a meme, but I want to try to think of something like local, like San Antonio. So, you know, I obviously saved the image and I spent like probably like 10, 15 minutes trying to think of something. And it finally hit me. And, um... I want to I want to pull it I'm going to pull it up on my laptop real quick because cuz it's fucking true cuz one I I agree with it obviously because I mean I posted it but hold on quick pause guys I'm so sorry about the the silence I just got to get into my Facebook real quick so that way I can pull it up oh I have three notifications let's see what those notifications are real quick ooh as we get in here All right, if it wants to load. All right. Nice. Oh, just homeboy Chris Christopher tagging me in a in a WWE thing. Awesome. Thank you for thank you for thinking of me. Okay, let's see here. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, cool. So yeah, so for the can't stop won't stop page, I posted it on Twitter first, June thirteenth, twenty nineteen. The picture of the coach yelling through a Gatorade cup at his player. The meme that I made, because again, because the can't stop, won't stop. Me and my buddy John, we were really big about trying to hype up San Antonio stuff. He's really, he's a really big Texas guy, born and raised in San Antonio. He loves Texas. So that's what we wanted to, you know, this page to kind of be like a San Antonio thing. You know what I mean? So I tweeted with the meme in all caps, because that's kind of what the meme was doing. The entrance of Ingram Park Mall by Whataburger and Chick-fil-A doesn't have a stop sign. The side stop for you. Which is true. Ingram Park Mall here in San Antonio, Texas. When you enter through in between the Whataburger and the Chick-fil-A, the entrance, and actually none of the entrances at that fact um, at, in Ingram Park Mall, you do not have a stop sign. You can keep going. The sides stop. And at the stop signs, they say incoming traffic does not stop. But yet people treat it like a fucking stop sign and there's so many accidents and so many near misses at this fucking entrance, this specific entrance of Ingram Park Mall. So I tweeted it. We had like 13 followers, I want to say. And I think me and him were the only ones that liked it. Me, him and LB were the only ones that liked the tweet. So I was like, okay. so I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Facebook and then I shared it. I share. I posted it on the p- Facebook page. Then I shared that post to my personal feed. Nobody liked it. Nobody reacted to it. Nobody ha ha it or whatever. Or actually, no. I have it pulled up right now. Let me see. Oh, I can't click on the actual post. 
Um, I saw it on my phone. I think my mom, haha, reacted to it. So nobody, nobody reacted to it, which is normal. I'm used to that, right? Um, nobody fucking reacts to anything that I post, you know, especially with that podcast. It was a sports podcast. Nobody followed me. Nobody did nothing. Nobody. It just went. It just became another tweet in the long list of tweets that we had from that page. So such is life. Well, lo and behold, um, a few months later, or a few weeks later, a few months later, I don't know the exact time frame. Some random San Antonio meme page, I guess, came across my tweet. They screenshotted my tweet and. And they cropped it to where they like they cut out the can't stop won't stop logo and the can't stop won't stop at they cropped it and they posted just the picture and just my caption. I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stop this recording real quick because I'm running short on time and I still got a little bit more to explain. So hold on tight one second. All right. So like I said, they they cropped they cropped my stuff out. And before you before you even say anything, I don't care about that per se. That's the internet memes and jokes and viral videos and stuff like that excuse me they're always going to get stolen they're always going to try to to finagle their way to not give the original poster credit that happens i don't care about that as much and i post again if you have me as a friend on facebook i'm sorry for bringing it up again but for those that don't have me on facebook um you know or whatever that meme page, they posted it, and I didn't follow this meme page. But you know how when you see when people, like, comment or share or stuff like that on your on your normal Facebook feed? I saw my fucking friends, and I saw my fucking family members sharing and commenting on this fucking, on my fucking meme. That somebody else took and posted on their shit. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And it, and it wasn't and, and because I don't post on Facebook that much. I share a lot of shit, but I don't like I physically don't post that much. So it wasn't that far down in my personal like on my profile. And I shared it again. And I said, this is my fucking post. And when I shared it the second time, still nobody fucking reacted to it. Nobody liked it. Nobody did nothing. But I saw my friends and fucking family members commenting LMAO, sharing it on their fucking feeds. And it was my fucking joke. I shared it first. I created it. I shared it a long time before this fucking meme page stole it. Dog, you have no idea... How much that fucking hurt. And I made a con- I went to that page and I commented on it. And then I had one of my friends. OMG I didn't know. This oh give credit to David. I'm like shut the fuck up. You already shared it. You should have seen me shared this shit. You know you haha reacted and shared it LMAO in all caps. Tonight. Well, well obviously speaking about that night. You, you shared it that night. Why didn't you share it when I posted it? Fuck you, man. That that meme, that fucking post still haunts me to this fucking day. 
it, it was fucking horrible. And it, it does. It frustrates me to the point of tears sometimes when I really think about it. Because that goes to show you that it's again um and it sucks because i classify that you know i say oh nobody supports my shit but that goes to the fact that the good chunk about 95 percent of my friends and followers on facebook twitter instagram whatever they don't give a shit about what i'm doing with my podcast with me trying to put my name out there with me trying to do something creative they don't give a shit it's just another it's just another post lost in the shuffle of everybody else's Facebooks and Twitters. But because my page, the the Can't Stop Won't Stop page, doesn't have, you know, thousands of likes and this, this, and that, it doesn't matter. But because somebody cropped out my, cropped out the account and stole it, but because it was on a San Antonio meme page, oh, ha, 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 now this is funny, this is, this, and that. And I do take that personally because I think, and and I still hold true to this. It's like, uh, this this podcast is just another one of David's things. It's just another thing. It's going to go away. It's just another thing that David's sharing. Scroll, ignore. That's what fucking sucks. And it, that was a really big eye opener because at this time I was still doing. I was still doing. Who cares? Obviously doing can't stop, won't stop, um, you know, so I was doing, I was posting a bunch of stuff about the podcast. I would have a, a an episode of Who Cares come out, then I would have an episode of Can't Stop, Won't Come Out, uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop come out that weekend. And like I said, I can see how it can get annoying where I'm constantly sharing my, my podcast and stuff, but it's like, how else am I supposed to get it off the fucking ground? You know what I mean? You know, so that... And it was that moment, and, and this is why, and this kind of ties into um, what I posted a couple days ago, even before I saw this, um, before this came up in my Facebook memories, but I don't like to post any major news with anybody on social media. Because it's, and I again, I said it a million times, I hate that phrase, you know, the whole fake people and this, this, and that, but it, it, it honestly really is, you know, because... I think social media has kind of, man, what's conditioned? I think social media has conditioned on what's appropriate to support and what's appropriate not to support. So that's what I think. If I were to post something, like if I post something about Leslie or like if I post like a, a picture of me and Leslie, Leslie and I, and I post it with like a romantic uh, little note or whatever. I know it's going to pop off. I know I'm going to get likes and heart reacts and, oh, my God, that's so cute. OMG this, OMG that. I know it's a guaranteed, you know, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, notification grabber. I know it'll make my notifications blow up. And that's with most people. You see couples post each other and it always has tons of likes. It always has tons of reacts and this, this, and that. If I post something about the wedding, if I post pictures from the wedding, I know it's going to gain a lot of attention. I know it's going to pop off. And that's sad. Because I know people are only liking it because, oh, look, it's something about their wedding. I have to like it. I have to show that I think it's cute. You post some major news. I just got a new house. Oh, shit, I have to like this. I have to show that I'm supporting them. Because if I don't like it, they're going to think that I don't support them. It's conditioned. That's all it is. It's people being conditioned and feeling compelled to support something because of their social media status, 
their social media presence. They have to keep this presence online in order to do something. In order to feel like they're doing something, I should say. So that's what pisses me off when I when I share when I share the podcast. And and again, and I I feel so bad because so many of you support the show and you love listening to it. And I and I've said it on every single episode. I love the fact that you guys do it. You know? But from from a certain standpoint, it's like, you know what? While I love seeing Matt, Sal, Eric, Chanel, Abel, Danny, while I love seeing you guys are the always the consistent ones, always the first ones to react to everything. I would like to see somebody else share it and support it, you know? I would like to see a different name in the mix. I would like to see a stranger's name in the mix. I would like to see somebody from fucking, you know, bumfuck Wisconsin, you know, share it. I would like to see Prospector Louie from Louisiana sharing my page. You know what I mean? Like, I would like to see, you know, organic growth. And that's why I, you know, and that's kind of another thing too that bummed me out about that page stealing my meme and seeing my friends and family share it because it's like, hey, that could have been fucking exposure for my podcast. That could have put more people onto, oh, can't stop, won't stop. This is a funny post. What, like, what do they talk about? They look up the page. Oh, it's a sports podcast. Cool. I, I'm always looking for a new sports podcast. Or, hey, this is a San Antonio sports podcast. I know my buddy, he loves listening to local stuff. Let me tell him about it. Hey, I found that, you know, so on and so forth. The examples can go on and on. But that's fucking growth that my podcast could have gone, our podcast could have gotten. And that fucking sucks. And, and like it ruined it ruined my whole Sunday morning. Like, cause again, I when I get on Facebook, the every morning the first thing I go to is uh, my Facebook memories, and that was the first thing that popped up in my memory in my memories tab. And it just brought up all those feelings again. And um, I don't want to sound ungrateful because of how well this show was doing. Because honestly, this is probably my most successful podcast. Who Cares? Who Cares was doing really well. Can't Stop, Won't Stop was teetering that line, um, you know. But anybody listening is definitely the most success I've ever had, the most streams I've ever had on a podcast, per you know, average per episode, demographic, um, stats, just everything overall. Any Anybody listening is is the most successful show I have. And, and I appreciate that, but I just, I can't help, but every time I see that post, just get down in the dumps and just fucking get pissed off all over again, you know, but anyway, hate to leave this episode on such a damper. I'm so sorry about that guys. Um, but it, I, yeah, I just, it, yeah, Leslie's booing me too. Thanks babe. You're so supportive. So, um, but anyway, any hoosers let's go ahead let's take this energy let's take this and if you hear a motorcycle outside uh apologize um let's take this energy and let's turn it into something productive like i because not only was i doing doordash yesterday and i and i wrote the podcast like i wrote the notes on everything that i wanted to talk about i just didn't like i just didn't feel like putting it down to record and i stayed up pretty late last night and i just didn't record I wasn't planning on recording today, but I was like, you know what? No, I have to. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely have to. Because I do have those that support the show. You guys are waiting and eager for a new episode. I love giving you guys that content, you know, to, to listen to. So, um, I hope this episode was long enough. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, let me know. Let's get some interactions going. Let's get some let's get some heart reacts in the chats and whatnot. Because I love every single one of you guys. And to all my new listeners, to anybody listening, wherever you guys are at in the world, Guten Tag, Hello Govna, and all that good shit. So <laughs> you know, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep let's keep racking up some new countries. Let's keep racking up some new cities. Um, you know, I'm very excited. So thank you guys. I love you. Until next time, you guys have a great week. Uh, have a great weekend. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Deuces, y'all. Bye. <laughs>